And we are back. Episode six. Can you believe it, babe? It has been six weeks since we started this. It is absolutely insane. We, I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't think we would get past like the maybe the three or four week mark. I didn't think because I didn't think we were going to get traction. I didn't think people would have the, the attention span to listen to us right. repeat the same shit over and over and over again. I will say that I do feel like we're our podcast is evolving a little bit. Like mm. we're not just regurgitating things because we are we are evolving. We're doing work off oh, camera yeah. to like grow a lot. But it's wild that this is taking shape and right. our subscribers are growing and AJ and the Patreon and mm-hmm. like, it's wild to me. It is wild. For those of you on the podcast that is not watching on YouTube or listening on YouTube, we do have a Patreon channel. Um, it is to be better, patreon.com forward slash to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of content on there that is, is exclusive content. We highly recommend that you subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah. Um, there is a fee for it to be on there. It's not much. You, we have a $5, 10 and $15 tier. The $5 tier is a thank you. You get our gratitude. Uh, 10 and 15 get you unlimited uh uh, un- unfettered access to the content that we're putting on there as well as live streams if you go to the VIP one, um, which we are working on. I have had... <laughs> I, Bad luck with capture cards. I hate technology. So real quick, just to give you guys an, an update, I bought... Um, I was supposed to have bought the Camlink Pro from Elgato because it's got four HDMIs because I want to eventually be able to run three or four cameras because I want to grow this room. Right. Um, and And... I'm going to put this out there now. I'm, I'm I I believe that within six months AJ is going to be here. Haven't talked to him about it. You mean here, like in? I I'm I'm willing. I'm 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 putting it into the universe, and I know he's going to hear this. Yeah. I think in six months AJ will be here, even if that means he's behind the scenes or he's on camera. I believe he will be in Florida, or he will somehow be active on the podcast remotely. I'm not sure how that's going to happen. I don't know if it's even possible. I'm speaking that into the universe. That's crazy. I think it's going to happen. Um, Why do I agree with you, though? Because there's things that he wants to do that we are able to help him do while he's helping us with this. Right. I have the ability to give him a tattoo apprenticeship and put him to work immediately. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And um, And it's not like... He's never has he tattooed yet? He, I know he he's has a done two-year. a couple, but his apprenticeship was a sham. Right, it was manual labor. They wanted somebody to make T-shirts and do shit for the shop, and and had no real intention of teaching him to to do his job. Mm-hmm. And I can I can navigate that very well. I've done it. I've had right. like I think we're at this point. I think we've had like fourteen or fifteen apprentices, and some of them have gone on to open their own shops. And like mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so I'm speaking that into existence. Oh, so the capture card. We got the four four port capture card. The one that came was not the one I ordered, so I had to send it back to Amazon by AKA dropping it off at Kohl's and get a refund. Bought the new capture card, got it to the computer, and was like, I'm going to have my guy come and do all this. And right. I was like, you know, it's not hard to, to put something in a PCI slot. I'm just going to do that, and I'll figure it out. Well, for some reason, my motherboard is not powering my PCI slot properly because I don't think there's enough juice running from my 1,200-watt PSU to the motherboard because we didn't hook up all the connectors. And I don't know which ones go where. So he's still going to have to come. He's coming Saturday mm-hmm. night at 6 o'clock to, to fix that. We got a stream deck, which I'm super pumped about. Because instead of having to put all of this into Premiere mm. and then chop it all, I can record us live on OBS. And every time you go to talk, I can push a button and your camera will be live. Right. And when I take back over, I can push my button and it'll go live. And mm-hmm. when AJ's here, AJ can sit right there to my right and he can push those buttons and we can have an organic conversation. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of AJ, he's blowing my shit up right now. Um, and we, we just got an email. Oh, wow. You're going to be honest? Oh, that whole time you were saying, like, parts of your computer? I'm over here nodding. I have no idea what the fuck you're yeah, talking about. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm, I, I said the F word. Yep. So we are trying not to do that. So let's try to be a little more cautious. I'm, 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 I'm using 
fudge and fricking because I, I need it's like the I, it's my verbal patch yeah. to quit quit my, my cursing smoking like your nicotine thing. patch yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it sounds so stupid hearing my big butt go fudge <laughs> yeah, not gonna lie. You said that in the last one, and it tickled me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's, it's dumb, but I I am actively trying. And and though I don't have a problem with language, even in my my spirituality, it doesn't mm-hmm. bother me because it's it's words that we've created. Right. So the the intent is yeah. there, but it bothers my mom, and because it bothers my adopted mom, I'm I'm trying to be better for her. So yeah, that's the whole reason that we're not saying the f word. <gasps> it's the onesie. <laughs> Yep, it's your onesie. All right. Okay. Hopefully there's no more distractions. Um, I'm going to start over with a disclaimer because I feel like I need to now. Uh, We are not professionals. Everything that we do is purely opinion-based. We are giving tools and tips. And Okay, I'll wait on you to... I'm so sorry. I'm so excited. (laughs) It's pink. (laughs) Yeah, you told me you were going to redo your hair, so... I am, yeah. I was going to surprise everybody, but you said it. Yeah, well, I, I like the pink, so... Then why did you agree to the red? Because sometimes change is nice. Oh, that's nice. Ooh. I'm going to I'm gonna have to be careful with my pocket zipping this thing up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a moment of understanding. I love that you just called that your pocket. <laughs> well, I don't know if I could say vagina on YouTube. Yeah, so. you, yeah I don't think that's a problem. I have to be careful with my vagina in this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> because the zipper, it goes all the way down, right? Like, that's that's right there. There are going to be so many jokes in the comments. Well, I, I zipped it up like it, like it was a ball sack. And I was like, I understand what it's like to be a man now. No. That's so funny. Like you get, do you have to like consciously think about that when you're zipping up your pants or something? No, like if you're free balling, I it? don't free ball. I wear I wear really expensive Tommy okay. John underwear because I, my boys need to feel safe, secure, and in place at all times because so, I'm old and I will sit on them. So for the men who do free ball it, like do you have to like constantly think, don't zip up the balls? Yeah, because it, everyone has done it at least once. <laughs> that pinch is, oh, is something you will never forget. I'm horrified of it. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad I don't wear regular jeans. I wear jeggings, so I just pull them up. I don't have to worry about a zipper. This dissolved, devolved, uh, dissolved, uh, devolved, devolved very quickly. This just went downhill. Yeah. Yep. So back to the disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, what else can I say? You guys know what you're getting yourselves into. This is pure debauchery at this point. Yeah. We are not. We are not licensed by anybody to giving the advice that we are. Yeah. We're we're speaking on opinions, talking about the things that has helped us and. Um, and doing so, people have taken the advice and used it, and some have not. And either way, uh, we just want you to enjoy our podcast. Right. In the event that you find value here, um, please share the podcast. Yes. Give it to somebody that you think can find value. Send it to a toxic family member. Send it to somebody that it may trigger. Um, send it to somebody you love. E- either way, we want to uh, inspire people to have better communication and um, just be better people. Yes. We have three emails. Mm-hmm. One of them is extremely short. Um, I have topics of conversations that I would like to get into. How would you like to navigate today's podcast? So I think we should save the two topics for last. Okay. Knock out the, like the first update, like <clears throat> grateful email and then get into the other ones we discussed. Okay. Well then yeah, let's do that. I'm easy with that. All right. So the first one is hi from rainy cold Indiana. I wish I was there. That sounds so nice. I'm the wife that went back to work full time. So for context, if you guys haven't seen that episode, 
she has been a stay at home mom. Her kids are grown. She became a stay at home wife and she kind of like lost her place in the universe. So she was thinking about going back to work full time. And this is the update. I just wanted to update my two favorite traditional marriage people. <laughs> Thank you. I put my first seven days straight of work last week. I was exhausted, but in a really good way. I truly enjoyed being back around my customers and feeling a, a different sense of purpose. My husband and 14 year old were amazing. I was surprised at how quickly we got into a new routine. Every day, my husband tells me how proud he is of me for doing such a good job at work and at home. He's, while he's always felt pride in my homekeeping, somehow this feeling of pride just hits different with a little happy emoji. Yeah, I, I'm sure that it does. Mm -hmm. While we are still figuring out the details, we are working as a team to make it work. We talk every day on what we can do to make things happen and keep our marriage a priority. Communication is key, kids. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like we say that all the time, huh? Right. If anyone says different, they are nuts. Yeah. Have a fantastic day, both of you. How, so what do you think it is? What, I'm asking you this, not yeah. them. What do, you, what do you think it is that, that would make that pride and being back into the workforce different than the pride of being home when he says, I'm proud of you? <clears throat> I think it's acknowledging a couple of different things. So her going back into the work. Don't do the elaborate. I'm Come elaborating. On, woman. Give it up. Oh, that makes me want to shut up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that all it takes? <laughs> you know exactly what it takes, and I can't say it on the internet. So her going back into the workforce was a source of anxiety for her. So that I'm proud of you is acknowledging, like, even though I know this was a hard transition for you, you're doing it. And then it's acknowledging that this new happiness in her life, like, I'm proud of you for finding that happiness. It's a lot of things. Yeah. Acknowledging that she's still doing the at-home work while doing the outside sources of work. I'm pretty sure they talked about splitting things yeah, they as did. well. Yeah. And she's keeping up on all of it. She could have just gone back to work and said, screw this, I'm not doing anything at home. Yeah. She could have also stayed home and, and dealt with the, the mental health issues she was dealing with. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> they say that you will um you will never create change in your life until the discomfort of changing is less than the discomfort you're going through. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, there's a lot of I don't know why I sound so weird today. There's a whole lot of um, things that come into play when it comes to making change like that, especially right. in that scenario, because she very easily could have just been like, this is my life. I don't want to go back to work. And right. then just dealt with the fact that she was going through isolation issues and depression and, and depression. Right. We, we read a lot of emails, so I'm not recalling every detail. So I might have this mixed with another one, but wasn't she saying that she also was like kind of losing herself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She said that um, she, she, she was a very, um, um, I don't want to say extroverted person, but she enjoyed having that interaction as a server. That was right. one of her things. So she got a job and they hired her as a manager right off rip because of previous experience. So mm -hmm. she went right back into the workforce after years of not working right into a management role. Ooh. And she's thriving, which I think is amazing. Because I love that for her. Yeah, A lot of people wouldn't go back into that. Mm -hmm. I, you know, between the pandemic, yes, that was intentional. Um, and the hurricane, I have isolated more in the last three years than I have in the last 10 combined. And I find myself getting anxious going into public. Me too. Like yeah. today, for example, I had to go to the tax collector's office to deal with a homestead exemption for the house because it didn't get done when we moved in. And uh, <clears throat> knowing that I had to walk into that building and talk to people, like I was, I was like almost having a panic attack right. over it. 
Turns out that the lady that helped me was one of our customers and knew who I was the moment I walked in the door, which was super dope because it made the entire experience really well. Mm-hmm. And when I left, you know, you know, you never like you ever say things to somebody and you're like, okay, that was really stupid. Why did I say that? Constantly. I was like, thank you for being so pleasant as I walked out the door. And I'm like, that was the dumbest thing that I possibly could have said. But Why? Because who says that? Nobody says that, but I think that's what makes it special. If somebody, if I had an interaction with someone, they were like, thank you for being so pleasant. Yeah. Like, damn, you're welcome. Yeah. Well, like, I, I, hope- I know there's a lot of shitty people in the world and there's a lot of rough interaction. Right. So for someone to tell me like you've been a joy to interact with, yeah. I would want to hear that every day. Yeah. She, I mean, she told me about her kids and, and her grandkids and like, she's, she's uh, older than I am. But right. It was very cool. Like we talked about photography and mm-hmm. vacations and, and like nothing that had anything to do. Like she's just chatting me up while we were, she was doing the paperwork. Right. And when we were done, she was like, this should be everything. And in the event that it gets kicked out of the system, you'll be notified, but that's it. And I'm like, I don't have to do anything else. Like, yeah. cause I brought my little packet of paper that I printed off the internet and I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if this is what you need. And she's like, you're further along than everyone else. But it was literally a 15 minute conversation about her kids and tattoos and photography. photography. Yeah. Which was kind of cool, but she was just very pleasant. It made the whole experience very well for me because normally most people hate their jobs and right. they don't want to have conversations. They're very like, don't interact with me. I just need to get your work done and you can right. get out. Yeah. yeah. So it was very nice. And, 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 and I left and I was like, I walked out the door and I giggled and I was like, I can't believe I just said you were very pleasant. Thanks for being pleasant. <laughs> I don't think that that's shit? silly. <laughs> Nobody says that. Like I was, I said, lo- that I was loud as shit about it because I was like three booths down. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I love that. I, I love that you said that. I felt, That probably made her day. It might have. I felt dumb as shit walking out of that building though. No. Yep. See, people feeling dumb like that after being like nice to another human being is why people aren't nice anymore. Probably. I, I think that's part of the reason. Probably. I don't remember why that got brought up. Me either. I'm glad you said it though. <laughs> Made me happy. Yeah. You want to go on to another email? Yep, let's go. Hello and good morning. I have so many questions, but to start off, I will begin with one. Thank you, because I can't take so much in one go. <laughs> one at a time. Confusing. Please. <laughs> I'm like a fish, like don't tap on the glass, I'll panic. <laughs> First, here's some background info. I am a 31-year-old female, and I have been with my 30-year-old boyfriend for two years. Okay, cougar. <laughs> I live on my own, completely alone and very independent. I pay all of my own bills, maintain my own car, maintain my household, protect my own household, etc. Of course, if I need him, he is there. He does help me with some of the household projects and things I need help with and is always my protector. I have always been very independent and extremely proud of my independence and being able to be successful on my own. I love that for her. My boyfriend lives at home with his parents and takes on majority of the financials in that household and is somewhat independent in his own ways while there. We have no children together and there are no plans on taking the next step, moving in together, at least not anytime soon. It's not that I do not want to take that step. I definitely do, but he is not ready for that, partly because he does not want to leave his parents and partly because of the following. So I'm going to pause. Okay. So she's saying that he lives at home with his parents has most of the financial responsibility there. And he doesn't want to leave his parents. Is it for like a medical thing? Is he like a caretaker? I don't know. I feel like that's important context. It could be that they just don't have the finances to survive on a retirement fund. Yeah. I mean, it could be a lot of things, but it could also be that he's just not comfortable leaving. Right. That's, that's why I'm asking. Because yeah. if it's not like him comfortable being an adult on his own, that's different from right. his Con- mom's on a ventilator and he needs to be there while his dad works yeah. or something. Context matters. He is very traditional in his ways and wants a traditional relationship where I submit to him and he is the man of the household. She did the 
quotation marks. On submit or man of the household? Man of the household. Okay. At first, to me, this was crazy. <clears throat> I could never see myself doing this. As I said before, I'm very proud and have worked very hard to be as independent as I am and was raised to not depend on anyone to take care of me. Same. And now look at me. <laughs> However, I have been looking into it, into it since this relationship. This is the first man I have ever dated that wanted this and listening to your podcast and watching your TikToks a lot. This has really helped me better understand and appreciate the traditional way of life. Oh, I love that. I like sharing the happiness. I feel like Tinkerbell just like little glitter. Your, your traps look pretty good over there. Oh, yeah. You want me to, I can't. I'm going to do it. No, I can't. <laughs> I was going to flex my biceps. I'm like, no, what if they look really wimpy? I can't have men in the comments saying you call those traps. I'm, like, I'm a lady. I'm trying my best. Whew. <laughs> that was a roller coaster for me. Next time I'm just going to do it because confidence, but not right now. <laughs> I love the TikToks are helping. The problem we are running into is my boyfriend. Oh. Oh, he wants the traditional relationship now. While he's not living. While there. we are boyfriend and girlfriend living separately. So, so, okay. I'll I wait because she may get into it. I, right. Like, I what is to, he wanting? Right. I, there's a whole lot of questions yeah. running through my mind right now. We, I don't know how this would work. As from what I've learned, in order for me to safely and comfortably submit, I need to be safely and comfortably led. Yes, that ma'am. Is, that's it. Yes, ma'am. That is the sentence. Yep. Do not submit to a man that is not right. comfortable leading. And do not submit to a man that you cannot trust. I, I wish everybody knew that sentence. Read, read it one more time, just for those so that they don't have to go back and, and 30 second listen again. So from what I've learned, in order for me to safely and comfortably submit, I need to be safely and comfortably led. Yep. That's yeah. the sentence. That's good. I'm so glad she said that. It's giving me goosebumps. I am not necessarily saying I need him to move in and pay my bills and all of this in order for me to submit. True. Mm -hmm. But I am saying I don't see how I can make this transition while being just boyfriend and girlfriend living separately. I hope that makes sense. It does. You know, when you are trying to navigate something you never thought you would ever have and like never even looked into it, it can be confusing. When you and I were still in the dating phase, I feel like I did things a wife would do. You treated me like a wife from day one. Yeah. Yep. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. You, you, you from day one, the mm -hmm. very first date after we had that date and we decided we were going to make a run at this, you have treated me as if you were, as if you were my wife since the beginning. Mm hmm there has not been a single day where I was like, nah, she's girlfriend material, but meh. Yeah. Uh, not once. Not a single time. Good. Yeah. So I'm going to read. She has like one more paragraph left, and then I'm going to elaborate on the okay. things that we did while dating and not living together. We are at this point where we can just not get on the same page and is causing a lot of arguing and questioning in our relationship. I do not want this to be the cause of our breakup. It is not something I am not willing to work on. I just don't currently know how. How did you as a couple do this in the beginning of your relationship and what advice or assistance can you give us? This will be greatly appreciated. If you need any more info, please let me know. I can almost guarantee I will have more questions. Well, and we will follow up, email the shit out of this. And, and we will go back and forth with you and continue to make these recordings as long as you're sending emails. We, oh, yeah. we enjoy the follow-up emails mm -hmm. a lot. It makes me feel really good. Me too. Um, I, there's so much. Did it say in the beginning how long they've been together? Um, they've been together for two years. Okay. So they're still relatively new. They're not living together. So they're not playing right. house, which is a big deal. It's given them a lot of time to 
get to know each other. Right. Figure out the quirks. Obviously, when they move in together, if they if they move in together, that's going to change things because you don't realize people. how much you don't know about somebody until, until you live living, together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, there's so many questions. Right. That I, I, there's so many things I don't understand. I, how are you? How is he? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down, brain. So my, are you going to say a question? I, I'm, no, I'm going to make a statement and okay. I'm not going to elaborate on it, but you'll know what I'm talking about. And this mm-hmm. is more for you than for anyone else. All that's running through my head right now is the whole Adam and Eve thing that we talked about yesterday in the car or on the couch, wherever we were when we had the discussion right. about how, you know, he who finds a wife and how a husband is not a husband until he has a wife. Yeah. Anyways, that's, that was <laughs> in my head the entire time you were reading that email because he's wanting to her to treat him right. that way. When she's not a wife. But he's not giving that. Right. right. Yep. It's a whole thing. It is. And, yeah, and it's that, a lot. That was my entire thought process. Go ahead, though, because you might be able yeah. to, to clear out some of my questions. So my questions are, what is he expecting you to do? Like, is he wanting you to come over when you're done working and cook him dinner? Is he wanting to, to run and get his groceries while he's doing whatever? There's a lot that goes into that. <clears throat> let's, 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 let's elaborate on those. Okay. So he doesn't live there. Right. He lives at his parents. So in order for that to work, the cooking aspect, that should be done at her house. Right. Because she's the independent one. Yeah. So he should be coming over. Right. And and, and I'm not saying that, that she has to cook for him every night, mm-hmm. but to that would be the first step, I think, is yeah. if, you know, obviously she works, she's, she's doing the thing on, on her own. Mm-hmm. She's got to make her own dinner. Make enough for a second person and right. invite him over. You know, make it during the daytime. Hey, are you coming over tonight? If so, I'd like to have dinner made by seven. Or you could even like cook dinner and then the next day just take him as lunch. Right. Surprise him. Right. Or have lunch ready to go when he leaves the next morning if he mm-hmm. stays the night, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, as for the grocery shopping thing, I don't think that she should be grocery shopping and taking it to his parents' house. I don't, that sounds. Right. That's why I'm like asking, like, what much. is he wanting? Right. Uh, you know, for her to maintain that life is is different if it's at her place. Yeah. I don't, I honestly don't know how this would work. Like in my head, there's not a scenario where I'm like, okay, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do until you move in together mm-hmm. because it's all hypotheticals. I definitely think the cooking aspect should be done at her house. Um, I don't know how far away they live from each other. If right. they live in a town like we do, <clears throat> you can get anywhere in our town in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So to run somebody a lunch or, or bring them the lunch at breakfast time in the morning, if he happens to go home or leftovers or something like that, that's easy. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how this sounds on the internet. A woman making like our lunch or our breakfast is a big deal. Right. And there are a lot of people out there. Oh, I can do it myself. I have working hands. It's not the point. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, a, you know, an act of love. Right. I want you to make sure that you're fed. Here you go, baby. I got your food. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be a big thing, you know, and if that's, if they're going for the traditional relationship, maybe that is something he wants. Right. Is he expecting her to come over and do his laundry? I, I don't, I don't, I'm not okay with that. Right. Like, because they're not living together. Yeah. When we know. were dating, so she asked what we did. So when we were dating, um, you moved into a new house. Mm-hmm. I went and I did all the shopping for your new house. I got you cleaning supplies, yep. all the, like the basic house need trash bags, garbage cans, that kind of stuff. You didn't ask me to do that. Right. I did it for you. You didn't talk about a roller coaster. Yeah. Because I went from living as a roommate to somebody's house to get in my own place and having my bedroom set up, and that was it. I had no living room furniture, no right. kitchen furniture, no kitchen anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I was starting back over again in life. Right. That was a pleasant thought. I just <laughs> haven't I haven't thought about that since it's happened because we've yeah. been one thing after another over and over and over again. It's been nonstop. Yep. But you're right. You did do all that. Yeah, that I did that. That was super awesome. <laughs> 
I deep cleaned the bathroom for you mm -hmm. after you moved in because I'm sure it hadn't been clean in a while. Yeah. I cleaned out the freezer for you in the icebox. When I would spend the night, I would cook you dinner. Yep. I don't think I ever did your laundry when we were separate, when we weren't living together. Um, yes, I you did. I put your clothes away for you. You absolutely did my laundry. Did I? Yep. You didn't do it a lot, but you absolutely did do my laundry. Oh, I did. I remember. I recall one time yep. you were out doing something for the shop. I spent the night. Yep. I got up. You were gone. You were working out. I came home and I'm like, "Did you start the laundry?" Yeah, yeah. I did. I remember that conversation. You were I like, "Yeah, I that. needed to get done." I was like, uh, uh, "Thank you." Yeah. yeah. Wow. One thing that I remember you doing when we were still in the dating phase. Were we in the dating phase for that? I don't know what you're talking about, so I can't say for sure. <laughs> I, I don't remember if we were still just friends or if we were dating at that point, but my car battery wasn't starting. We were still just friends at that point. Yeah. There, so there were a few things that happened <clears throat> when we were just like, you know, I got to be honest, even though we weren't intimate, there, right. we were, I, I look back at that in hindsight 2020, it all looks like a courting phase to me. Yeah. Because when you look at it, it is like, you know, every time you had a problem, you called me. Yeah. Every time I had a problem, I called you. If we wanted to do something, we did it together, even though it was not an intimate thing. It was just us building a foundation. But yeah, you called because your, your your truck wouldn't start. And I yeah. went and bought jumper cables so that you could keep them in your car and came over and jumped your vehicle. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, <clears throat> you also had that problem with the neighbor. Yeah. You called me at like 11 o'clock at night and I jumped in the car and brought over my pew pew. Make sure you were safe. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's very much a thing. I was still a protector, even though we weren't, I wasn't committed to you in any right. way, shape or form at that point. I just wanted to make sure you were safe. You were important to me. And then when we actually started dating, we were living separately, but we were committed to each other. Yeah. I was always readily available to you. There was never one time I didn't answer my phone when you called. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. And if you needed something for me, like to help with the business or whatever, I, I would help. I would go out of my way and help you. Yeah. Yeah, you treated me like a wife from the beginning. Yeah. It's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's it really comes down to it. Like, so people are, are going to hear this, and, mm. and it doesn't necessarily mean that, that you were submissive to me or anything in that aspect. Like, we were working as a team right off rip, Yeah, and it was because you wanted to. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because I needed it or because I, like, I mean, I did obviously, I needed help from time to time, but there was never a time where I was like, hey, and had to beg. Like, I would just mention something, and you're like, yeah, I got you. Right. And that's the way we had our foundation. There was never a time where you needed something. I was like, yeah, I can't do that. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Get wrecked. Like there was, that was never a thing. We, we just started working together effectively or efficiently right away. Yeah. Um, I don't, I really don't know how they would do this living apart because other than the, the food thing, I don't see a way because he lives with his parents. Like right. how awkward would that be if she was over there spending the night and doing his laundry in his parents' house? Yeah, I wouldn't do that. That sounded really dick of me. Why? Because he's a 32-year-old man living with his parents or a 30-year-old man living with his parents. I didn't mean, I guess maybe that might have been the way it sounded in my head and there was not mean? an actual inflection there, but I wouldn't go to his parents' house and do his laundry. <laughs> it did not sound like that. Okay, no. good, because in no. my head it absolutely did. I was like, okay, that might have been more harsh than I intended. I, I agree, though. I would feel uncomfortable. I don't, I don't view anything wrong. Like if he's there for a reason, like financial right. support, helping out, sick parent, whatever, Medical. dope. I would not feel comfortable having sex knowing that somebody's ill mother is upstairs. Yeah. No, thank you. I agree with that. I, I would not be okay with doing laundry and then I have to have a conversation with your dad. Yeah. <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, yeah, that's, what, that's a really 
is it's a, a unique situation to navigate. Unique, yeah, it is. But and I also because we don't have enough information on what he's trying to do that he right. wants that traditional life. Is he trying to handle your finances? Because that would be a big red flag too. Mm-mm. Because you got your own place and you right. guys are not living together. I, you know, I really feel like a traditional relationship happens once you move in. Yeah. Because you're 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 playing marriage at that point. Like you're you're getting ready for that next step when you move in with somebody. Obviously, that's not the case for everyone. Right. I, I think even during the fading, dating phase, like if someone's spending the night at their house three nights a week, yeah, you could do it those three nights. You know, right. if he's staying there though, but because he lives at his parents, she can't do those things. Right. There. there. Okay. Here's some other things. Okay. Is he opening the car doors for you? Ooh. That's a genuine yeah. thought. Like, um, is he, when he, oh, well, it's her place. She's used to protecting herself. So I'm sure she sleeps on the side closest to the door. Mm-hmm. Where do you walk when you're walking near traffic? You know, these are things from a man's standpoint. Right. Excuse me. Um, I would listen to the gentleman epi- episode that we did. Yeah. And go through a mental checklist and be like, he does this, 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 and this. And if mm-hmm. you go, he doesn't do this, 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 and this, and only does this and this, you're like, okay, well, wait a minute now. <laughs> Because then you can see that he's not living the life of a gentleman. Right. I think that's going to be my my answer to this. That's a good answer. The more that I think about this, the more I'm like, wow, this is like complicated. It is. Because I, there's not a lot of background information. So I, I would sit down and have a conversation of expectations in a traditional relationship. <clears throat> and like she said, I can't comfortably submit if I can't be led. Right. Well, and that comes down to him opening the doors, paying right. for dinner. Not that- even just that. If, if he's living at home... Because he's not comfortable living as an adult. He's no leadership there. That's not... Right. You're not stepping up to the role of a traditional man. You can't expect a traditional woman when you want to be babied at home. Because mm-hmm. then you're looking for a mommy, not right. a wife. Nobody out here is going to be a mommy. Oh, uh, I I disagree. Yeah? You've seen the comments on our TikTok. Oh, yeah. No, nobody is willingly wanting to be a mommy. They like, don't want it, but that's right. what they fall into. There are preventative measures to that, but... <laughs> Every single person who views himself as a mommy in a relationship hates it. Yeah. So nobody's willing to be like, yeah, let me be your mommy. Yeah, I no. agree. Unless um, it's like a fetish thing. Yeah. Well, and that's that's a whole different <laughs> conversation. I, I um, <clears throat> you're right on that on the leadership thing. Yeah. That's a damn good point. If he's living at his parents because he's just afraid to do it on his own, which the email doesn't say why he's there, it just right. has to help them. It mm-hmm. could be financially, and if that's the case. And he moves in with you and is helping you financially, it will eliminate some of the financial aspect going to the parents, but he could still probably make that work. Right. Because you're already doing that. You know what I mean? And like, and if the parents are ill and on their way out the door, mm-hmm. how long is that going to be? You know what I mean? If, he, if he's got to stay there and you guys are just dating for the next six years while he's living with his parents' house and you guys haven't taken the next step, are you willing to do that? Because in your 30s, right? do you really want to dedicate the next five to 10 years of living separately and not having that life? Because mm-hmm. you're now interested in having traditional values, traditional marriage or a right. traditional relationship because it's piquing your interest. Mm-hmm. And as an independent woman like that, if you can be that boss outside of everything and come home and be able to just be in your feminine and enjoy your life with a man that is comfortable leading that you trust, it will change the way that you view the world. It will. <clears throat> at least it you you know you say that all the time oh, so yeah. that i'm not speaking from my point of view i'm but, speaking from what you've told me from what i've told you all of that is accurate yes i i also want to piggyback on you saying like are you okay with living separate for five to ten years if it came down to it and he's helping be caretaker would you be willing to move in with him and be his wife while he's taking care of things as a family as a man right because a, a real man would step up and be like 
you know, my mom's dying. Right. I, she, I need to be here for her. Like as a man, I view it as my duty to be here and help and take care. I do want to have this life with you. I want to be your man and do the, the traditional thing with you. Would you be willing to move in if all of that plays out that way and help him take care of his family? Right. I, I think that in that scenario, I think that the next steps of the relationship need to be discussed too. Mm -hmm. And there definitely needs to be contracts drawn out. Oh, and, yeah. and I don't mean that in terms of like legal documents. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I mean, in terms of like Ground expectations and, and this is how this is going to play out. You're responsible for this. I'm mm -hmm. responsible for this. Um, and screw that entire scenario. Do you know how hard that would be for her to move from being completely independent to living with a man? Because mm -hmm. there's a whole learn lot of hurdles right there just moving in together. That's a difficult right. thing. The excitement's there right away. But when that excitement wears off and, and you're finding out each other's quirks and there's mm -hmm. the frustration that starts to set on, on like the nonsense because it happens with everyone, <clears throat> you also have to deal with the parents on top of that. Right. That adds a whole new layer level of stress, mm -hmm. layer of stress. That's... um. I would, I would, if I was her, I would want a whole lot of commitment before I did that. Oh yeah. That's but that could be a possibility because we don't be. know why he's there. There's a whole plethora of scenarios here. Do you think that you would, if, if we never lived together mm -hmm. and, and I wanted to marry you, that you would wait, would you be willing to wait to marry somebody and move in after the marriage? Like, like in this scenario? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, in any of them, cause like when I think of that, I, I personally would not. No. I would want to live with you first. I want to know your I want to know your dirty habits. I want to know if we're going to be able to sustain Oh yeah, no. This definitely. situation moving forward. I, like, I would not marry anybody without living with them. Right. God no. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> what if they wake up at 3 a.m. every night and cry? <laughs> Why is it always coming down to crying? With I don't you? <laughs> know. It's things I've experienced. You had a dude that would wake up in the middle of the night and cry? Sometimes. Oh wow. No, thank you. I was more along the lines of like, they pick their boogers and put it on the bathroom wall. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty specific too. experience. I was going to go along the lines of like leaving the bathroom floor wet after a shower or not, mm. you know, I don't know. I wasn't going to go that disgusting, but you're right. I mean, there's some grossness out there. I don't know. Yeah. People do some really weird shit. I could yeah. keep going. I, I Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I need a follow-up email. Yeah, I need more. Yeah. I'm, I'm invested <laughs> at this point and I'm nosy as shit. So right, I, like, I want to know how he plans on leading. And that's what I would ask him. Oh, yeah. You want a traditional value relationship and this is what you're telling me you want. Tell me how you're going to make this work in our mm -hmm. living situations. I know what you want from me. What are you willing to give me in return for what you right. want from me? Because it is teamwork. Mm -hmm. And I don't see a way for us to have teamwork when we're living in separate houses without you know, me doing all the work and you benefiting from it. Right. Because there should be an ebb and flow there. And if he's not financially supporting or emotionally supporting, what are you doing? Moving because my back hurts. Uh, or stepping up and doing all the, the car maintenance and all the things that, you know, the blue jobs, things that our man are supposed mm -hmm. to do, then it sounds like she would just be doing a whole lot of extra work for nothing. Right. Yep. That's unappealing. It does. Yeah. I don't, I don't see a value in it at yeah. all. Sounds like he gets an extra mommy to bring him lunch. And that made me nauseous. <laughs> Cause I've been in that relationship. Like I've done the whole independent woman thing. I lived on my own with my kids and paid all the bills and worked 80 hours a week and fixed my own faucet in this kitchen. All of it. I've done it all. And I've done all of that while being with a man. It's just like having a third child. No, thank you. Too much. Or like a super chubby dog. 
Next email. I just really, I'm glad that you weren't describing me as that. No. <laughs> I heard that and I'm like, damn, what is she going to ever say about me when I'm not there? <laughs> I'm not referring to one of my exes. Just promise me that if you ever refer to me as an animal, it will be a grizzly bear. I've, I've done that now. Okay. I'm just, I called I, you I, a polar bear. Yeah. A grizzly. Grizzly bear. Okay. Because that can co- encompass the bigness of me. And, and not I'm, make I, me bet mad about being fluffy. I'm not referring to one of my exes. Just in general, a human is larger than a dog. They're going to weigh more than a dog. You said chubby specifically. Right. Okay. Chubby. Chunky boys. <laughs> That's not a negative thing. Okay. I like them big. Hey. <laughs> oh, I'm so stupid. You said something about my traps and now I can like feel them right here. And I'm like, yeah. I can see your collarbones. I work out. I work out. Hey. <laughs> okay. Are, are we done with that? Sure. I don't have anything to elaborate on. I, I'm nosy. I, I need more oh, context. Yeah. Please, like, for the love of God, send more emails. So I don't like drama and I don't like gossiping, but I like hearing things because my life is boring. Like I, I, I'm such a peaceful person. I don't want to argue with people. I want to know everything though. <laughs> like, oh my God, Jessica did that. I want to know if Jessica has a dog. Elaborate. Would it be a labradoodle? Ha! <laughs> Dad joke. <laughs> it wasn't that funny. <laughs> he said a labradoodle. <laughs> uh. So the next one is. How do you guys tackle conflict when you want to deal with it differently? We thumb wrestle. I've wanted to. <laughs> Could you imagine if that's how we settle things? <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> I would crush you like eight out of 10 times. That's how the kids determine who's taking a bath first. Yeah, it is. That's conflict resolution 101 that in our home. Rock, I actually paper, implemented scissors. that. <laughs> they like they told me they learned rock, paper, scissors. They don't play it right. Right. No. <laughs> they throw scissors every single time and I just pick a child. <laughs> they'll be like rock, paper, scissors and they'll both throw scissors and they'll look at me. I'll be like, you won. <laughs> You're going first. <laughs> the other one gets also upset. Like I should have threw paper. <laughs> you still would have lost, but <laughs> my partner is the type to tackle conflict head on, no matter what it takes. I am the type that when it's getting heated or I'm too overwhelmed, I'd like to take space and come back later. Good. That's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. He's wrong. <laughs> how do they deal with it though? Like how do they deliver that? Let's see. I feel like it. I feel like either way, someone is giving up something what they need that they need because he needs conflict resolution immediately. And she likes to calm down. Right. Okay. So it sounds like in my experience, when I needed conflict resolution, like in the moment is because I'm panicking. Right. Like I need this over now so I can feel better. I feel like taking space. Oh, well now I feel bad. So I've been saying he and it's a woman. Oh, so it's two women. I apologize. I hope I didn't offend anybody. No, I mean, we didn't get to that far in the email yet. So I feel like taking space leaves her hurting and thinking, I just don't want to deal with the issue at hand. On the other hand, I feel like I articulate my feelings properly or handle the situation the correct way when I'm overwhelmed and I'm taking the chance of making it worse. What do you guys do? <clears throat> we take space. Rock'em, sock'em, robots. I've never played that, so you would win every time. It, you, you just thumb button mash. There's no rhyme or reason to it. So just thumb war at that point. 
Yeah, it was that was more of a joke. Um, I, I have a, a lot of thoughts on this whole process, but ultimately it comes down to compromise. Relationships are compromised. Right. Everything that you're going to do with your partner comes down to you compromising unless one of you has final decision in something. Mm-hmm. And if you have somebody that has final decision in something then that, and you're going to live that way, that person has ultimate say on the way things are going to go. Right. So <clears throat> I want to clarify, this isn't in an argument where like, I'm right, you're wrong, that's final decision. Right. It's final decision on like, you guys are talking about buying a new house. Right. And... In our family, you're the final decision maker. So I'll give you my opinions. And what you've shown me in the past, you heavily consider my opinion. Right. You handle finances, though. That is too far, it's far too overwhelming for me. I've done the finances thing. I don't like it. It caused me to spiral. Right. So final decision is you decide whether or not we'll be able to afford the house. And then from there, I unleash everything. I trust your decision making. Right. So. But we don't have to compromise. Right. So in the event that we want it, that we're going to buy a new house and mm-hmm. you're against it and I'm for it and we are arguing over that or you state your piece and I, and I have final say in that scenario. You've right. given me the, 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 you've granted me the authority to, mm-hmm. to, to, to make that decision. So right. there's not, there's no compromise in that aspect. And that's what I was getting at. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that. It's, right. Cause I don't want people in the comments saying, Oh, so he, he gets, gets to decide whether or not if he's right. It. You know that somebody would have done that. Oh yeah, I know. We that's ha- why I clarified. We had this conversation before we got on the podcast. I'm going to say it. You're going to say it. Well, I'm going to say it. We've been watching the chosen. Yeah, we have. And, um, I'm hooked on oh, that God, it's show. So good. We've binge watched the first and second season. We're almost done. It hasn't even been a week. Yeah, it, yeah. Which says a lot because we've been recording, dealing with kids. So like we're two or three right. episodes a day at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus in that show keeps saying that my message isn't for everyone, and those who need to understand it will. Mm-hmm. So before we sat down on the podcast, I, I reiterated that point because we get a lot of shitty comments. We do, and I'm at the point now where like those who need to hear what we're saying hear us mm-hmm. and send us emails saying thank you, you just saved my marriage from divorce. You know, it's even people <clears throat> who have been against the shit that we're saying. Yeah, we get a lot of that too. Like people are hardcore triggered yeah. by the things we say, but it's those same people who are triggered are like, okay, why is this bothering me so mm-hmm. much? And then they do the work, dirty work, and they realize like, damn. Yeah, I needed to hear that. Yeah. So. So for the people that wouldn't have understood what I was saying just then, it was because you didn't need to. Right. You just mind your business. Yeah. Go back to, I don't know, eating your pudding. Ooh. <laughs> you tell them. Your bland vanilla pudding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but I am glad that you actually reiterated that point yeah. because there would have been comments like that. Now I don't mm-hmm. have to read them. So dope. Um, but it does come down to compromise. And mm-hmm. if you are one of those people that need that instant, I'm sorry, if she is the one that needs that instant re- resolution of conflict and you are somebody who shuts down in conflict, you have to find that medium. So in conflict, are you mm-hmm. saying, I can't do this right now? And then you walk out of the room right? because in that scenario, you are not ending things. You are, you are storming it, off, right? You're storming off stonewalling. Yeah. Um, that is a whole nother problem in itself. Mm-hmm. Now in the middle of conflict, because I am that person, I want conflict resolution immediately. I am not. Right. So this is a good way for us to deal with this yeah. this conversation because when you are processing and you're like, I need time to process this, I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Because you're not mad about it. You're not right. mean about it. You don't shit on you're not shitting on me in any way. We're just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you are vehemently angry with me, which right. I have pissed you off a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, we don't fight, but I have definitely pissed you off. Um you're like, I need a moment to process this. And when you say that, I'm like, okay, she's got to get her thoughts together so we're not going to argue. Mm-hmm. I, that's immediately where my brain goes. I'm like, yes, I'm not going to fight. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and it's not a... I, it changes the entire feeling of the day. Right. Because if if you're like 
super pissed off and giving me the silent treatment. Mm-hmm. I'm a match at energy. And now we're both going to be at odds all day long until you're ready to deal with things or the next day when you're ready right. to deal with things. And we don't do that. Um, so being able to be like, I need time to process how I want to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not mad at you right now. I'm not, I don't want to fight. I just need to understand what's happening so that we can move forward. Right. You are diffusing the situation. Mm-hmm. You are making the conflict and the, the feeling of tension dissipate, which is yeah. a big deal. And they're going to feel like there was some sort of conflict resolution because they're not going to feel like you're harboring ill, Ill will or resentment towards right. them. During or that you're thinking of leaving them. Which very much could be a thing. It very much could be a thing. So I'm going to throw myself under the bus right now. Do it. We had a very tense discussion a few weeks ago. And we were standing in the kitchen. We made an exchange. At that point, we were on the same page of things. Like we had an understanding of what happened. And I was like, okay, I'm leaving. And I walked away from you. And as I was starting to walk away, I saw the look on your face. And I was like, I just did a really shitty thing. So I grabbed my purse. I turned around. I came back into the kitchen. I'm like, I'm sorry that I just did that. And I said, I'm not leaving because I'm angry. I'm leaving because I need to process. And I was like, I love you. I'm not thinking about leaving you. I just need to walk away for a minute. It it sounded almost exactly like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I caught like, even when I walked away and said, okay, I'm leaving. I said, it's super shitty. Like I had a really bad tone. And in the moment when I was saying it, I didn't realize how shitty it was until after it left my mouth and I saw the look on your face. So that was kind of like, I checked myself and I came back and I corrected it and I apologized. I never want to leave like that. Right. To be fair, you also had to leave. It wasn't like, because right. in the yeah, moment had you had something you had to do. So yeah. you were leaving because you had to, not because you wanted to. Although right. it was beneficial because <laughs> it did give you time to process. Right. You also said that I'm going to process this and when I come home, I'm going to be in a better mood. I did say that, yeah. Although at the time, that's not what I heard. I heard F you, I'm leaving because of the tone of your voice when you walked out the door. And even though you turned around and corrected it, Mm-hmm. because that that had already been stated the the, the tone was set <clears throat> and i'm gonna throw myself under the bus because when you got home i was livid yeah you ignored me yeah i was pissed mm-hmm. and i don't get mad like that right. like it took everything i had not to blow your phone up the entire time that you were gone doing what you were doing because i was so angry mm-hmm. and i don't because we don't do that right like you i mean you actually yelled at me and that's a whole nother dis- discussion but it's not because you were intending to yell at me because Mm -hmm. of your autism you don't check your volume sometimes i have really poor volume control so when i'm super emotional like i can't hear myself Mm -hmm. so when i'm yelling at you i think i'm talking like this i i I literally can't gauge it that's why i need the reminders of like even when we're intense discussions if you say like you don't have to yell at me right now i'm like oh damn i'm yelling and i check myself i don't get mad at you right even if you say it's super shitty because in that moment, I'm in the wrong. Right. I'm raising my voice. Well, it's easier to say something <laughs> along the lines of like, you're at an 11 right now, babe. Because right. now now you realize you're yelling and I'm not being like, quit yelling at me. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's never going to solve anything. Right. Um, but I, I let you yell because I know that you do that. We've had this discussion since the beginning. Mm-hmm. I know that you can't volume check when you're emotional. Your emotional mind doesn't allow you to do that. Right. And you're learning things about my borderline that, that you'd never known because I had a full meltdown the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to see a side of me the other day that you've never seen before. No. Um, what a, what a roller coaster that day was. Anyways, that whole scenario with the kitchen thing really did come down to tone and inflection. And, and that's, that was a perfect example. Mm -hmm. That was the absolute perfect example of what, what I was describing. So, and I want to point out, even though I came back and I corrected myself and I had a better tone about things, you were still pissed at me. Yeah. Because of the initial engagement. 
that's why it's important to work on yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want that to happen again. Right. I don't either. So even when we're in a tense moment, I'm going to check myself and say, even though I'm mad, do not walk away shitty. Yeah. It's also the first time you've ever left without giving me a kiss. <clears throat> oh, I didn't even recognize that. Mm-hmm. It was also part of my anger. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, no. We, we had a whole lot back and forth that day. That was a very, and it was a very intense conversation that went on and on and on. That legit so. makes me want to cry. Like, I feel myself... I am so sorry. You, you are angry. <laughs> that doesn't excuse it. No, I know. You're going to ruin your makeup. I know. I'm trying to look at the light. Does that work? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> For those of you who are listening on the podcast right now, you are missing a hell of a face as she's <laughs> pulling her eyelids down. Because it helps it well and not spill over <laughs> onto my makeup. <laughs> I am so glad I don't wear makeup. I want a Snickers. It'll make me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to, to DoorDash you a candy bar? No, because I can't eat chocolate. We have keto ice cream that I, I bought. I can't ruin my traps. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm so sorry. It, babe, that day was a shit show. I know, but it, I still feel awful. You, you know that even in that entire scenario, because that was our third argument that we've right. had. That was the third time that I viewed a conversation as an actual argument. Right. It wasn't... There was, other than the moment before you left, there was no yelling. Mm-hmm. You did catch yourself yelling on the couch. Yeah, I did. When you started to raise your voice, you were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I did so, catch so myself. You were catch, so now you're starting to become aware of how you're, you're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we also learned that um, what, what each other say and what each other hears might not be the same thing. Mm-hmm. So we have to start working on... Um, Defining defining things and then um repeating and validating that was that was pretty much the entire argument was the lack of validation right because i thought the situation was over with and you didn't Mm -hmm. um it's kind of irrelevant right but but even even in that scenario we had we had a a two or three minute engagement right before you left where there was like anger hostility right and then when you came back i had anger and hostility you took a bath Mm -hmm. had a meltdown because i ignored you yeah and then when you came back out, you were like, I want to talk to you. And like, I set my phone down and you were like, are you calm? And I'm like, I am now. I wasn't a minute ago. I was still fuming. I needed that time to to process everything. Mm-hmm. But even in my anger, I didn't, didn't lash out. I wasn't right. mean to you. I just didn't put my phone down when you walked in the door and acknowledge you right away, mm-hmm. which bothered you. So, because you always do. It made me feel like your respect changes for me when you're upset with me. No, I just, there are... It's the ice maker, I think. I, I, I hate that thing so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a safety mechanism for me. Right. Like when I get mad, mad like that, I don't want to talk. And right. I don't, I, just like that 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 chick, like mm-hmm. I, I either need to, um, um, resolution of what's going on, like I need to resolve the conflict or mm-hmm. I need time to really calm down because I'm too angry to deal with things. Right. And in the moment when you walked in, I was, I was like angry, angry. <clears throat> and in the in the event that you came in and, and tried to talk to me in that moment, I would have been like, I can't right now. I would have absolutely been like, I I need a minute. Like, mm-hmm. but I feel I, like that should have been stated anyway. It should have, but you know, this is there's growing pains. You right. know, even though we have this awesome communication and this great back and forth, and we don't really have a lot of conflict, mm-hmm. there are times where there's still going to be tension. It's right. going to be like that for everyone, but our levels of tension is is so much less. It, it's never gone above a three, as far as I'm conserved on mm-hmm. a scale of like one to ten. And those threes, because it is such a small scale, and that's the worst we've ever felt, like still feels like a lot, but I know it could be so much worse than it is. Right. But we are still navigating things and mm-hmm. trying to learn out, learn um, 
how to course correct when things start to go bad between the two of us. Right. And it's going to take a lot longer for us to have those conversations because we hardly ever have them. So when we do have them, it's like, oh God, what did I do? How do I fix this? Oh my, oh, what do I, oh, oh, oh. Right. You know, but I couldn't imagine being in a scenario because of how peaceful all of this is where there's constant tension and conflict. Yeah, me either. That's wild. It is wild. We're 54 minutes in. Oh, wow. And we've hit three emails. Have we hit three emails? Mm-hmm. Wow. I feel really bad about not kissing you before I left. <laughs> I feel awful because I still, I make it a point, even when I'm like frustrated with you or right. there's tension between us, I make it a point to kiss you goodbye, to kiss you when I come home, mm-hmm. to serve you your food for lunch or whatever. Like, right. Yeah, you do still do the food thing even I do. in conflict. I ask you if you need anything when I'm going out. Yeah. Because even though I'm frustrated with you, you're still my husband. Right. I'm well, not, it's, it's I'm not going to treat you differently. It's because we still love each other too. Right. We don't, and, and I think that that comes down to remembering that it's the two of us versus the problem instead of us versus each other. Right. And it's also important to remember that if you're in a conflict where you feel you're right and your partner's wrong, mm-hmm. you're not winning. Right. Even if you're right and you make them feel like you're right and you won the argument, you lost. Because when, how is that going to play out? You're going to, she's going to be, they, they are going to be pissed at you for the rest of the day because mm-hmm. you won the argument. That's not winning. I would rather resolve the situation, both of us be right and have a great day because if one's wrong, you're both wrong. Right. You, there's just not a way to win that scenario. So yeah. in this scenario where she's talking about what our opinions are on it, I would ask her, sit down and have a conversation and say, I notice when we argue, you need instant resolution. Right. Why is that? Why, why do you view that it's a not okay or it's going to add to the argument if I need five minutes to calm down? Yeah. For me, that, that's a childhood thing. It could be. It, it could be. It could be a trauma response. Right. It could be abandonment issues. It could be a lot of things. So I, I don't know. She didn't really elaborate on anything in the relationship. Just that's a problem for them. If you know their past, try to connect dots together. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Damn good point, babe. Like if you experience this in your childhood, maybe that's why it's bleeding into your adult life and you feel like I can't walk away because you think I'm going to be mad at you forever or I'm thinking about leaving you. Due to your abandonment issues, every time we're in an argument, I I, sometimes I'll go sit in the car and cry because I'm a very emotional person. I need to cry to feel better. (laughs) Or like I I go for a drive. Before I leave, I always tell you I'm not thinking about leaving you. Like I'm going to come home. Yeah. Those scenarios where you leave to cry though, Mm -hmm. this is going to sound really shitty. Oh, this is going to sound so bad. I appreciate you doing that. I know because of your childhood, you can't handle it. I cannot handle when a woman cries around me. Right. I I disassociate. I Mm -hmm. shut down. I shut off my emotional brain completely. It gets, it can get very bad for me when that happens. I don't do well with that. And it doesn't matter who the woman is. I could not know you. And if you Mm -hmm. start crying in front of me, I'm like, oh, oh God, what do I do? Right. How do I make this stop? Just straight panic. Oh, it's bad. So I, I, I actually appreciate that you do that. But you do that because you know my trauma, my right. childhood. I don't want to be sitting in the bathroom with you listening to me crying. I'm, mm. Why would I do that to you? This, that's a me problem. Yeah. That's how I cope with my emotions is I scream and I cry and I ugly sob and I have snot on my face sometimes. Like when I feel intense motions, that's the only outlet I have. Right. Just because I have to go through that doesn't mean you have to sit there and listen to me go right. through it. I think it's important that you say that because that's going to be people in the comments. Oh, you don't come for your girl when you cry. Blah, 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 blah. I've watched you get angry and cry. I've watched mm-hmm. you watch TV and cry. Like some yeah. people are just criers. There are times that you've held me while I'm sobbing. Yeah. Those are different scenarios though. Right. When you and I are in an argument and I'm crying because of whatever situation we're in, I don't want that you to correlate that to you're the reason I'm crying. Right. That, that's another big deal for me. And most of the time you tell me that. Right. Because that makes it so that we're not like at odds over the mm-hmm. fact that I've hurt you. 
<clears throat> and I think it's important that people know that it comes down to knowing how to communicate, communicate with your partner. Right. I know, I know, like I can tell when you need to be held cried and mm-hmm. like when you're just frustrated and you don't know how to find your words. Right. I, I've seen it happen while we were driving, mm-hmm. you know, like you just get to that point sometimes where you, you know, it, it could be your autism. It could be the, your trauma. It could be a lot of things. I don't know what makes you do that, but I always just chalk it up to that's the way you deal with shit. I'm not a crier. Like it takes a lot to get me to that point. And when I'm getting to that point, there's a lot going on in my brain and I just don't know how to process what's happening. So I assume that's what's happening with you. Right. I I think growing up, crying was like the one thing that I could do. I didn't feel like I had anybody to talk to. You know, if I had issues going on where I would like go to my dad, my dad wasn't there. So I would just cry. That was my outlet. And I think... Now that I'm going through this whole journey that I'm on, I'm starting to realize I have different outlets now. Yeah. Like I'm allowing myself to recognize that I have other outlets. I don't just have to cry to feel better. Right. That's important. Right. So I think I'm coping with that a little bit more better. Personal growth <clears throat> is wild, isn't it? It is insane. I have, I, um, so I haven't spoke to my biological mother in 13 years. Mm-hmm. Not a word. Before that, I was radio silent for like six so we had like a, a two-year span where we talked again and then mm-hmm. radio silence. <clears throat> there was a, a time where I didn't speak to my biological or my um, adopted mother either, and it wasn't because of a falling out or anything. It's just life happens. Right. And like they weren't, they weren't here. They moved to Tennessee, and like that closeness had dissipated because they moved away. <clears throat> and now I have somebody to call. Right. And now I also realized last night at 3 o'clock in the morning while I was staring at the ceiling wide awake that I could have gotten up and walked out here and called J.J., because yeah. he drives all night long. And while he's on the road with his Bluetooth in his ear, I could have actually called and talked to him on the phone for the full two hours that I was awake last night. Right. Instead of laying there freaking out over everything that I was freaking out that had nothing to do with anything that I absolutely could. I was stressed out over insurance at 2.30 in the morning last night because I put in for the, the million-dollar umbrella policy on the house for the solar panels so right. that I can get the solar panels engaged through Florida Power at 2.30 in the morning. Who does that? That was, that. that was my entire two-hour thought process last mm-hmm. night. I laid awake freaking out over insurance, freaking out over car payments, couldn't remember if I paid them, so of course I had to get on my phone. So now that I've got my phone in my hand and I've got the light in my eyes, I'm definitely not going back to sleep. Right. And then I spent about 45 minutes praying, talking to God about JJ and my mom because I felt like they were going through something. Obviously, my mom was asleep, but I knew JJ was at work. And then right. this morning at 6 o'clock, she messaged me and she's like, hey, if you get a chance, pray for JJ today. Oh, wow. I'm like, I did that last night, but what's going on? And she told me, and had I known, I could have just called him last night. We'd have been able to resolve both of our bullshit because I was going through it. Right. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe that's why you woke up. It, I believe that was, but I think that I didn't correlate being able to call right. someone at two o'clock in the morning because the only people that I know that's up that late is not going to understand mm-hmm. my need. Right. So, and I wouldn't put that on those people anyways. Yeah. So. I don't know. Do you want to touch on your two points in your notebook? uh, I have. Actually, those are going to be long discussions, but I have a sinus thing going, so I'm going to blow my nose before we do that. Okay. That way I'm not snorting snot back up there. (laughs) I appreciate that. All right. Uh, Let's see here. Holy shit. So we got another email. So do you remember the person that commented and said, how does it work when she's injured, like stuck in a bed with a broken leg? Do you remember responding to that in one of your TikToks? Say that again. How does it work when she's injured, like stuck in bed with a broken leg? Yes, I do remember that. She emailed us. No. She did. Read it. Let's go. Okay. Are we going to include this? Yeah, fuck it. Um, Fudge it. Freaking A. Okay, hang on. I made it this entire podcast without the F-bomb until just now. Okay. 
At least I don't think I did it. So are we going to pick it up here? Um, I'm going to include all that little back and forth just now. Absolutely. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so do you want to elaborate on that TikTok? So I don't remember the TikTok specifically, but you were a little offended that they asked this question. I was offended because right. it's a gotcha. Everybody's yeah. a gotcha to me. It's not though. Ooh. It's not a gotcha. Okay, run it. So she said, Dear Chris and Chris, I just wanted to offer an apology if there was an insult or rudeness in my question. How does it work when she's injured, like stuck in a bed with a broken leg? Thank you for your reply back. I was curious, as I know similar couples who practice traditional values. As each relationship is different, I had a genuine curiosity. I know one couple who hires a maid. I know another who has a relative come to help. I know one man who told his wife those were her duties and she needed to find him the way find a way to make sure they were complete. Wow. My husband and I have been together for 20 years. My parents were in a May, December relationship. So she says there was a 25 year age difference between them. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Married for 37 years before his passing. At the time of his death, my father was 86 and my mother was 61. So vast differences in what traditional meant. My father was a welder. My mother was a heavy duty mechanic. Heavy duty mechanic. Mechan it says mechanist. Machinist? Machinist. I'm just guessing. I can't. I, I don't have the email pulled up. It's machinist. Oh. Well, there you go. I said mechanist. <laughs> My husband and I do not have a traditional role marriage. We share all the duties of everything in our lives. We raise five wonderful beings who are now adults, but in raising them, it was not uncommon for dad to cook or bake with the boys while I had our daughters outside working on our cars. We raise our children to understand both roles as a way to help their partner when the other one needed the extra support. Good. Smart. Yep. Our boys can bake one hell of a cheesecake. Oh, I, I love, love cheesecake. cheesecake. Yeah, same. And our girls can change out brakes and rotors like nobody's business. That's good, too. I wish I could do that. Yeah. I can say I never touch door. He tells the wait staff my order, makes me walk on the inside of the sidewalk and huffs at me if I don't let him. <laughs> we raise our boys to do the same and give that respect to their partners and our girls accept nothing less in respect. I love that. Me too. When I was recovering from surgery, I was not allowed to leave the bed. He carried me everywhere. And I mean everywhere. Got some interesting looks from the neighbors at him hauling me around. To give context, I am 6'4", and he is 5'10". What? Good for him. <laughs> He's out here literally walking around a goddess. <laughs> I bet he felt like the big dick on the block. <laughs> my husband and I are complete opposites. My weakness and his strength and vice versa. Oh, my weakness is his strength and vice versa. Right. We work well off with and with each other. We work well off and with each other. Like when they're individual? Mm -hmm. Okay. He's my best friend. I hate to cook, was used as a form of punishment when I was younger. My husband loves to cook, so our deal is he cooks and I clean. Sounds like teamwork. It does. I think that your openness in your relationship is refreshing. It helps others see things that could be of benefit in their own lives. I really enjoy your content, and I follow both of you. I have shown my husband several of your videos. He commented not too long ago. Ooh, I just, the whole email's gone. He commented not too long ago on a household chore. He laughed and said he knew the real reason why I would not have let, never let him do laundry. Men can't fold towels the right way. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but wait a minute, because our mothers teach us how to fold towels. Mm. So 
<laughs> you talking about my mama? No. <laughs> uh, let's see. Men can't fold towels the right way. Men do not know sheet witchcraft. Shoulding, folding fitted sheets. No, I sheets. get that. Yeah, fitted Mm-mm. sheets get balled up and thrown in the back of the closet. I'm not folding that. Same. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's wrinkled because it can get stretched over the bed. Right. You're going to lay on it. Yep. And they don't care if their white underwear and socks are pink. Just throw it all in. Yeah, because nobody's going to see them but you. <laughs> but I wear black socks. so That'll never happen. Right. I just felt like something was missing from the origin of where my question came from. <clears throat> Again, no insult behind it. Just a genuine curiosity about how you two make it all work. I just started listening to your podcast and have several of my coworkers hooked. Yeah, this is going to be a doozy when you hear this one. Right? You guys are amazing, and I'm sorry if my question came across as crass or rude. So it, your email, your, your question on the TikTok, I remember the question, right. didn't read as, as anything other than the way it read. Right. I took it that way because we get so many emails like, well, what are you going to do if she does this? Right. I'm going to help. Yeah. Because I'm not a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And like it... it it's a me thing. Mm. I get angry at those emails. Um, and that's something that you and I have talked a lot about over the last two or three days. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I am getting past the shitty comments. Right. It's, it's taken a lot. I'm letting go of a lot of things and I'm giving a lot of it to God. I'm like, I'm just not going to deal with this. Mm-hmm. If you want me to keep doing this, I'm going to keep doing it. I know the attacks are going to come. That's just, how I feel about it. It is too. what it is. And it's why this is so light now. Mm-hmm. These, none of our podcasts before today will sound like this one has. Right. Because we are a lot more lighthearted mm-hmm. and we're not angry. We're not absorbing this. It's not as heavy. We're just having the conversations that we're supposed to be having. I want to say that I love that you responded so rudely to her question and she still enjoys our content. I, I do too. I mean, That's she's a better so person dope. than I am because I'd be like, screw these guys. I was seriously <laughs> just asking a question. Actually, I'd have been in the comments and be like, damn, I just I, needed to know. I didn't mean it that way. My husband carries me around, and, and he's like five inches shorter than me. I just needed to know if I was doing the right thing. I, I'd have, I don't know. I'd have totally felt bad over that. Right. Um, I, I know that traditional values to everyone means that a man doesn't do dishes, and a man doesn't, doesn't do laundry. Right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah. I do believe blue jobs and pink jobs most of the time. It's also about teamwork. But it's about teamwork. The more time that you are cleaning, cooking, doing laundry, homework, getting the kids in a bath, it's less time that you and I get to spend together. Mm-hmm. So let's say you get home at 6.30 after you pick the kids up and, and little man's got homework. Right. And you got to... Uh, the young, the young lady in our life... I'm trying really hard to say their names. Princess. The young lady in our <laughs> lives has to have a bath while... Little man does his homework and the dishwasher still needs to be read, ran, and food needs to be figured out. I'm going to help a little man with the homework while you give the bath because I don't right. do baths. That's, that's, that's mom's apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, homework's going to get done. You're gonna, you, To be clear, if they were my kids, I would have no problem giving them a bath, but because I'm stepdad, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Right. Okay. So I'm doing homework. You're doing the bath. Uh, I'm going to show little man how to throw a dishwasher pot in the dishwasher because mm-hmm. that would be fun for him. Right. Hit the button on the dishwasher. Now that's three of the four things taken care of. While he's looking at his paper for homework, I'm going to hit DoorDash because now while you're giving the bath, the food is being picked up. We just covered four instances that would have taken you all night to do by yourself, in and I get minutes. three hours with you yeah. where we get to lay around, watch TV, cuddle, talk shit to each other, make fart jokes, eat cheese out of a bowl with a spoon like it's cereal, are you saying you like me? I, I love you. <laughs> I, I, I think that the, the way that we operate right. is the most 
impressive thing that yeah. I've ever had because a lot of the times it happens in silence. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you're like, babe, I really don't want to cook tonight. I'm like, cool, what are we getting? You know, buffalo odd wings? I love my little, my little chicken nuggets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a 40-year-old who eats chicken nuggets because uh, my wings are boneless. I'm okay with it. Damn, those are chicken nuggets. Yeah, they're flavored chicken nuggets. And I don't have to get nothing on my hands. I can just fork them. Yeah. I love that. But that's the that's the goal. So right. when I see questions like that, it comes from a place of, uh, the frustration comes from a place of knowing that there are men out there who refuse to do the jobs mm-hmm. simply because they don't want to do them. Right. I hate doing dishes. I would mm-hmm. rather you punch me in the face than have to do the dishes, but I have a dishwasher and it's brand new. It's two years old Yeah. and it works. So in the event that I got to quickly rinse things off in really hot water and throw them in the dishwasher with a dishwasher pot or two, whatever, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. If I had to stand there and hand wash them the entire time, I would complain the entire time. But I don't have, I don't have a problem doing dishes. Right. And I really enjoy helping little man with his homework mm-hmm. because I'm able to to relate to him and his homework goes faster that way. Right. And I'm teaching him um, cognitive memory. Mm-hmm. So like, because for example, he's, he's learning his letters right now. Right. And one of the things that he has to do is he has a front and back paper and it's based off the letters. So if he has L, there's lemons and limes and there's all these things on the paper that starts with L and he has to, to color, color them in. Man, yeah. On the back page, there's a lot of the same things. There's a ladder, a locket. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, bro, which ones do you remember from the other page? He's like, this one, this one, this one, this one. I'm like, those all start with L, yep. And he just colors them real quick. And then we have to figure out the rest of them. Right. But I'm teaching him that pattern recognition. So mm-hmm. he now knows these things because it's how he's going to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me feel like I'm I'm raising a young man i'm doing a good thing so he also does a thing so he's in speech therapy and he's really big on like for g he'll like touch his throat and he'll go yeah he'll do that so you you noticed that Mm -hmm. because he's learning that in the speech therapy we were working on the letter h and you were holding his hand in front of your mouth and going yeah so So you could feel feel, the wind yeah and then he started doing it. Yep. So every time he found something that started with H, he'd be like, okay, do it. Yeah. Tell me that, telling me I'm right. Yeah. So like you, you were able to connect with him in a way that he understands. So he's actually retaining information. Right. And he does that now. So do <clears throat> Yeah. It's exciting. <clears throat> um, and it's good to see that he's able to do these things. So when I get emails like that, I get comments like that. It is, it does come from a place of frustration because I know that there are men out there who are not holding up their end of things. Right. And um, oh, I don't mean to go ahead. And with those men not holding up their end of things, you get a lot of the brunt of the negativity that should be going to those men. I get a lot. Because people like to group all men together. Well, I know a man who's a piece of shit. All of the men in the world are like that. You know, it really hurts my heart to see because I know how good of a man you are and how you go above and beyond and you do all of these great things in the shadows and never expect anyone to say thank you. Right. Well, I don't, I don't want the gratitude. Right. I just want life to be happy. I want people to enjoy themselves. You're a good man. And knowing that you're getting the brunt of the anger for the men who actually deserve that, it just, it sucks to see. Right. And you got to keep in mind too, that people have had shitty relationships Right. and every one of those shitty relationships, they're only blaming the other person instead of being like, well, you know, I did X, Y, Z Right. and then they did X, Y, Z and we were both at fault. They're just like, well, screw them. And they did mm-hmm. this and blah, 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 blah. And then no, there's no accountability there. Right. And that's also a problem for me. So when I hear that, that frustrates me but I'm learning to let a lot of that go because it's not my job to hold that. I don't have to hold the weight of the world. Somebody's done that for us already. Mm -hmm. I get to just relax. Right. And that's what I'm doing. I'm giving it up and I'm just doing my thing now. And I hope that I'm changing lives and I hope that people can see this and realize that you can have a traditional relationship. JJ does dishes Mm -hmm. and on holidays, Mm -hmm. you know, Brandon, my brother will do dishes as well. Right. So in, in the event that, sorry for that cut guys, I said something I shouldn't have said because we have an agreement not to disclose certain things about our lives and I slipped. So 
that weird cut that's yeah. going to be in that edit is 100% my fault and she caught it. So good on you, babe. Thank so, you. Sorry I did that. Um, but on holidays when Danielle and Amy cook, mm-hmm. Brandon and JJ do dishes. Right. And the one time that I was there for a holiday for uh, you know a meal, Brandon was like, Mom, Chris isn't doing dishes. I'm like, I'm a guest. <laughs> I ain't doing dishes. And I totally weaseled my way out of having to do dishes. I like dishes how you be- weaseled your way out. Because I don't, I'm not, I don't want to do that. I, right. I would have taken the trash out. I'd have washed your car. Mm-hmm. Done their laundry. Yeah. You, you want to talk about us being on a weird wavelength? Have we talked about the car thing on the podcast yet? I don't think so. You I don't. Talk about I it? do. Okay. I, I don't. So you and I have this, this for everybody that's listening right now, the rest of this podcast is going to be completely irrelevant to emails. Yes. We mm-hmm. are about to have some conversations that are in my little handy dandy positivity notebook over mm-hmm. here. I have to name my notebook. He's going to get a name. I don't know what it'll be yet. Frank. Okay, well, Frank has got some, <laughs> some pertinent information that I want to give out. Um, but you and I get on the same wavelength a lot. and Daily. It, it's freaky. Yeah. Like, I will send you a text message, and we're like, I was just typing that. Yeah. Or we'll be driving, and you'll say something, and I'll be like, get out of my head. Mm-hmm. It happens constantly. It just happened on the couch. It did. It yeah. happened today. <laughs> it happens a lot. So, oh, I don't, I'm going to say this, and she's going to hear this. Do you want to skip it? No, because I haven't made the decision yet. Okay. And I'm going to get a lecture. Uh, anyways, I'm going to do it anyways, because it's, it's, I've already started it, so now I can't just cut it out. Okay. Um, we were there one day, and I asked her about the car situation, because they have one pickup truck. Mm-hmm. JJ has a vehicle that's in the shed that's not working, and I wanted to know why and how they navigate their day if he's at work and my mom needs to go to a doctor's appointment or whatever. How does that work? If she needs to go out of town for something, he has to go to work. How do they do it with one car? Mm-hmm. And so I was just generally asking questions and we got in the car and the moment the door shut, you looked at me and was like, you're going to buy your mom a car, aren't you? I was like, what? How did you do that? What are you doing? And you, I was like, did I, did that, was that obvious? I was like, how do you even get to that point? Because I didn't say anything right. about wanting to buy her a car. And you were just on it. I just knew. You were so on it. Yeah. It's wild to me how in tune we are with things. Yeah. I like it's crazy. It. <laughs> I don't even remember why I brought that up at this point. I don't either. Probably because I said wash the car, if that's what she wanted Maybe, me to do. Maybe, yeah. Um, I am gonna, she's going to hear this. I'm going to get a text message. Do not buy me a car. Well, I haven't yet, so. Also, can't tell me what to do. I am an adult. <laughs> I, I am an adult with my own adult money. That is correct. Man. All right. Let's get into the to Frank over here. Let's open up Frank. Are you hungry? Uh, I'm always hungry, but yeah, I actually ate right before we sat down, remember? Oh, I'm getting peckish. Yeah, what are you, are you going to DoorDash something? Maybe. So I have two things that I want to talk about. Um, for, <laughs> I'm so glad I was talking, and I have to remember that I was talking and cutting that because I just watched you swipe your phone across your tit. <laughs> there was dust. <laughs> Um, I made a TikTok while we were at the beach that said, uh, when was the last time that you went on mm-hmm. an, a, um, a date? A, yeah. Uh, a spontaneous date. A spontaneous date. date. And had a moment with your partner. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of positive feedback on TikTok. Right. Because we were smiling and having a good time. We were on the other coast. Like we, mm-hmm. were, we just got a hotel for a night. Um, and because I have a Marriott Bonvoy card, like credit card, I get free points every time I do stuff and we get a lot of free night coupons. We do. So when I get the email that there's a free night coupon, we're going to go somewhere in Florida and use that coupon. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let that expire. I'm using that coupon because it's free. Right. All it's going to cost me is gas. Let's go. Like that's a super cheap adventure. Mm -hmm. 
and we were over there and like we ended up hitting up a Barnes and Noble, which we don't even have one of those in our town. We have books a million and it's right. a rundown shithole. Yeah. But so we hit up a Barnes and Noble and walked around and bought a couple books and some magazines and you got Bible tabs for your Bible and mm-hmm. you know, you looked at cases and we, we had a, a good time. Yeah. It was a good trip. Um had some KFC chicken pot pie, which is not Ooh. as good as your pot pie, but it was real oh. crust, which was nice for me because carbs. For that. Um it's also the first time in a while because they we don't have a Chick-fil-A, uh, not Chick-fil-A, a KFC near us. The closest one's like 30 minutes away. We have one that's a Taco Bell KFC combined, and mm-hmm. I'm not eating that. They removed it. It's just a Taco really? Bell now. Yeah. Well, that's probably because other people were like, I'm not eating that. <laughs> um, damn, I didn't realize that was the thing. We have a Popeye's. Yeah, but Popeye's, the, I had it the first day that they opened because I never had Popeye's. Yeah. After that first day, it's been shit. You can tell it was run by a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. Uh, most most fast food places are. So anyways, um, I want to talk about date nights. Yes. And, and I want to get in depth a little bit because I know that there are people that don't watch the YouTube videos and there's a lot of this content on YouTube. But for mm-hmm. people who only listen to our podcast, I feel like this is good to do. Yeah, We've talked at length about people who have a stay-at-home person, mm-hmm. whether it be the man or the woman, getting burnt out because they're no longer doing things that bring them enjoyment. Right. Everybody gets into the roommate phase at some point in a relationship, mm-hmm. and there's an importance in making sure that you continue the spontaneous dates, um, that you continue to do things that make you want to dress up and to get back to that dating phase. And I wrote down on here, uh, date nights slash date your wife. Mm-hmm. Because once you land that woman and you are now married and you're both working and grinding and you're getting older and you're not, you know, as energetic and you find yourself tired at five o'clock in the afternoon, you just want to go home and eat and go to bed Mm -hmm. because a lot of hardworking people feel that way on both sides of the fence. Um, Do you remember what it felt like to date, to to go out and like have dinner and have conversations and hold each other's hands and sit in the same side of the booth and pay for their meal and and like, you know, open the door for them and and smack their butt when they walk by or give them the compliments. And like, that is the lusting phase. That's mm-hmm. when men are willing to chase what they lust for because, you know, they say men will, will chase what they lust, not what they love because right. chasing what you love hurts you. So when men are trying to land a woman, they'll chase that lust. But that lust is the most exciting part of the the honeymoon phase. It's the, the want to be around that person and the want to experience life with them. When we get to that point where we are run down all the time, that goes away. And I've said over and over and over again in these podcasts, when you have no energy... For anything, it certainly means you have no energy for intimacy. So when you're overworked, you're Mm -hmm. underplayed, you don't want to do shit, you just want to get the kids to bed and go to sleep, you're touched out because kids are a mess. All of these things that happen, men, for the case, if you work outside, you're drained by the time you get home, you're dehydrated, you just want a hot meal and to get your boots off. It's hard. Right. But if you know you're not working Saturday and Sunday, you need to to pull that time, Mm -hmm. even if it's two hours. I'm going to take two hours and like 30 minutes before you leave, be like, hey, I got a sitter. I need you to go get ready. Right. You'd be like, what? Yeah, go get ready. Where are we going? Just go get ready. And then get in the car. Mm-hmm. And just drive somewhere. Even if it's even if it's to a pizza place. Right. It doesn't matter. It's the excitement of you guys are about to go on a date. There's no kids. Mm-hmm. You get to have intimacy with your partner. When is the last time you had a spontaneous date with your partner? I want it in the comments. I want dialogue. I want you guys to tell me what it was. Tell me what the dates were. Tell me how you felt. Tell me what you wore. Yeah. Tell me what you had at dinner what they drank. I want all of the details. I want you to relive that moment over and over and over again if that was the last time and if it's been more than a week. Right. And if it's been more than a week, it's your turn to spontaneously take your partner on a date. I don't care if you're a woman making a date for a man. Go. You trying to tell me something? No. Because <laughs> I'd love to say it's been a week hey, well, and you did the last it, one. It hasn't been a week. We got, we got back Monday. 
Right. We're coming up on a week. It's it's Thursday, babe. I know. That gave me like three days of plan. It's been, <laughs> it's been three. It's not a lot of time. It's been three days. Um, oh. Breathe. I want to go to the Keys. I'll drive you to the Keys. Uh, no, you won't. Let's leave Saturday night. We can we can go to the Keys. Uh, that's fine. This we'll, weekend? Yeah. Oh my gosh, uh, we'll, we'll do it. I, I don't care. I've never been to the Keys. I love it. I want to go take pictures. So It's we'll, very colorful. We can make that work. Oh, my God. <clears throat> that wasn't the point, though. Right. I know. I, I was joking. I know. But it just led into something, and I'm super excited about I, it now. I want people to feel what you're feeling right now. Right. That's what I want. I, I want you to be married for 20 years and to be like infatuated with your partner again. I want people who have been married for five years to feel this way. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like after that three-year mark, that's when things kind of start to yeah. I think fall off. That's what I've noticed with the people in my life. I, I've seen it happen as quick as a year. Wow. If people start dating and move in right away and they don't know each other and mm-hmm. they have those quirks and if they have kids, it falls off. Like, there's a whole lot of things that can happen. Right. But for people who have served a life sentence in marriage 20 years... Mm-hmm. um, it is a life sentence. Right. You could kill somebody and do less time at, at that point, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, not advocating that. <laughs> Disclaimer. But I, I do want, I want people to enjoy that and have that passion and that intimacy and that enjoyment because I genuinely enjoy you. Mm-hmm. And I have, we're way past the honeymoon phase. Yeah. And I'm not. Oh, yeah. It's still going for me. There are days where I'm run down and I have to force that initial engagement. Right. But once it happens, I'm like, oh, this is why I feel like this. I remember this is why I, I do these things. Yeah. And and even if it's a even if it's a, a bad borderline day where I'm having a day and, and mm-hmm. I'm having one. I messaged you this morning, like I'm falling apart today. Right. <clears throat> you got home and I made it a point to lay on top of you and kiss you on the couch while we watch TV. Yeah. I didn't have to do that. I could have stayed on my side of the couch and, and dwelt on my bullshit. Right. But that a little bit of intimacy. Mm-hmm. You sitting in my lap or me laying on top of you. Yeah, I did make it a point when I got home to sit on your lap. Right. Mm-hmm. It it just, you're throwing logs yeah. and pine needles and pine cones and all the things that are going to make that fire really start to go again. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take much. And I know that people get burnt out and stressed out. I right. get it, especially when it comes to finances. Believe me, I get it. That little bit hour, two hours, right. once a week where you're with your partner and you're making them a priority. The kids don't matter right now. The house doesn't matter right now. The car mm-hmm. payments, the businesses, the shitty employees that you work with, all your coworkers, the dumb arguments that you had during throughout the week, cell phones, none of that matters because you have two hours with the person that you love the most in this world that you can be completely engaged with. Right. Like, I don't know. Do you want to know something I think about a lot? Yes. Because so. I've been rambling over here. <laughs> when... We agreed that we were dating and we were committed. The first night that you came over to my apartment, we just sat on the couch and watched TV. Mm-hmm. You held my feet. Like, it, it, that's all we did. We got up. I gave you a kiss. I hugged you. You walked out. I had that full fucking 80s moment, like my back against the wall, swooning, sliding to the floor. <laughs> did like, you actually do that? Oh, my God. Like, that man just kissed me. Yeah? Yeah. That, I'm that's, getting goosebumps. That's so funny, because I, I can I can see your apartment. And I can see you sliding down the wall. It happened. But yeah. how how is it that we were actually seeing each other at that point, and I hadn't tried to sleep with you yet? Right. Oh, I, that was absolutely insane. That was wild for me. Mm-hmm. Like there was flirting. Yeah, of course. We would say things to each other. It, it took a few a few hangouts before you actually made a move. Mm-hmm. I was blown away. Yeah. It was crazy for me. But I, I bring up that memory of me being like, oh, my God, like, he just kissed me. Like, this is happening. Like, this is my real life. 
I still get moments like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you walk out of the bathroom after brushing your teeth before we lay down, like I'll watch you in the mirror and be like, oh my God, <laughs> it's him. <laughs> he was leaving my apartment and now he's heading to our bed. <laughs> That's a cool, oh, fuck. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, you hit the F-bomb now too. Uh, Jeff started working on your silly goose. <gasps> yep. I got a photo of it this morning. Oh it, my God. Top hat, monocle, curly mustache, cane, the whole that nine. Makes, can he add yeah. like a little goatee? I want a goatee on I, it. I told him to just do the French mustache thing. Can we add a goatee? Uh, maybe. We'll see what he's, he's done with it. He's working right now. So. Okay. Um, I'm going to get a new Gatorade because I'm okay. out of fluid and I'm thirsty. Do Actually, you, you know what? I have lemon water. Right I'm just going to surprise you for lunch. Okay. Uh, I love that you trust me. It's not like I'm hard to. No, it's also I know what you like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I eat the same four things over and over and over again. Um, AJ wanted me to make a, a, some content about the divorce situation. Okay. A, and I, I'm going to appease him because I understand why he wants us to make the content, but I think that it's going to benefit people. Right. <clears throat> we have had a lot of TikToks where we've explained this. So for the people that follow us on TikTok, I know that you've heard this conversation. Mm-hmm. So... Bear with me. If you don't follow us on TikTok and you're new to the podcast, this may be value to you. Um, and if not, then listen anyways, because it continues to drive us in the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to elaborate on that or would you like me to just jump into that? So I can elaborate on it. We don't. We had one discussion mm-hmm. of what would happen if we ever got divorced. And that was in regards to the prenup. Right. And the prenup benefits both of us which I want to clarify because I want people in the comments, oh my God, you just signed a prenup and nothing. It benefits both of us. That was the only time we've discussed a divorce. Right. This is actually the first time we're saying that word since that conversation. It is. Well, unless we're talking specifically about other people. Yeah. Right. This is the first time we're referring it to like in this context about us. I agree. We don't have that conversation. Even in arguments, it's not, well, if you don't like it, there's the door. Right. We are in this. Yeah. We, we are not going to plant the seeds of one day I'm going to mess up and that's going to be the final straw. They're going to walk away. Right. <clears throat> You've actually had it in, and uh, it was our first real argument. Mm-hmm. You actually said, you said it twice. The first time I let it ride because you mm-hmm. were crying and I, yeah, I don't do the crying thing. Right. Second time you were not crying and you were still emotional, but you weren't sobbing. Mm-hmm. And you were like, why do you even want to be with me? And I'm like, don't you ever say that to me again. Yeah. And I, and I was mean about it. Like I was very matter of fact f you don't you ever talk to me like that again yeah because i don't want that mm-hmm. i don't want that to be on the table i don't want it to be weaponized i don't want it to be a seed that's planted that's growing in our, our brain the idea because we've both been divorced mm-hmm. we've both we've both failed i don't want to do that again right <clears throat> i don't want and i'm, I'm guilty of this mm-hmm. I, i'm not saying anything that i haven't done before i've right. done mm-hmm. all of this i believe that I traumatized my ex-wife with divorce jokes. And I know because I would see a sign on the side of the road and be like, divorce, 350 because they're, you know, they're everywhere down here, cheap divorce prices. Right. And I'd point it out and be like, only 350 bucks, that's a deal. We should do that. Like trying to be funny. And it, right. it really wasn't funny. And she told me later on, like, stop making divorce jokes. You're hurting my feelings. I never, it never even dawned on me that that was a thing for her until she said something. Right. Um. And, and, you know, I, I'm also notorious for being Mr. I can do this on my own. I don't need anyone. And mm-hmm. if you don't want to be in my life, the door is right there. Do you want me to open it for you? Because I'm a gentleman. Right. And I'll close it behind you when you walk out. Just know that you're not coming back in that door. And um, I've said shit like that to exes. I've said it to friends. 
Um, and, you know, like all hindsight, it's crystal clear. I see how much damage those things have done. Right. So when we started courting, I made it very clear that it's not something we're going to do. And I told you ahead of time, like mm-hmm. we were going to have to discuss the potentiality of a divorce because of a prenup. And then when we do that, we need to know you are entitled to get this. Everything else is mine because mm-hmm. it was mine when you came into the picture. Right. I don't, they were my businesses. You didn't help build them mm-hmm. for everybody that doesn't know. Um, the life that you are having right now is because of the work that I've previously done and right. I'm still doing. And now you're helping me with mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> in the event that we open other businesses with like this, if this actually becomes a big thing and we ever got divorced, we would have to figure out who gets the podcast right. if we wanted to do that or continue doing it or shut it down. Mm-hmm. If this actually becomes like a legitimate business right. um, in the event that we kept it, it would be a 50 50 business. Mm-hmm. Everything that I own coming in is mine. Everything that we build together is ours. And then right. we would figure mm-hmm. that out. Um, and there's things in there that guarantee you that you are never going to be out on your ass because you're a stay-at-home wife. Right. You know, you have a contention plan for months while mm-hmm. you get back on your feet. Although we are going to continue to your, do your apprenticeship so that you can actually have a trade. Right. Because trade jobs pay better than regular jobs. <laughs> um, I I believe that, that divorce and, and having that on the table is a weaponized scenario. It is. Because then you can use it as a tool of manipulation. Mm-hmm. You don't like the way something's going, a man or woman, you could be like, if you don't like it, we can get divorced. Right. And then if the other person is madly in love and infatuated, still they're going to be like, oh, wait, 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 wait. I don't want to do that. Right. Now you have control because you are threatening divorce and the other person doesn't want that and it's forcing them to change. Yeah, it's forcing them to submit to you. Right. And that's not submission the way that I see it. Right. That's not a good submission. Mm-hmm. That's slavery. And yeah. that's the difference between what we have in our traditional values mm-hmm. and the, the, the decision to submit. I almost stuttered that one out. Yeah. Um. Because submitting because you're in love and you want to is a very different thing than a forced submission. Mm-hmm. Um, so because it's not on the table, it cannot be weaponized. There's not going to be a scenario where either one of us are ever going to throw that into each other's face. Right. In the event that that gets brought up, it's because we're initiating documents. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing. I don't want that. I don't want to have a conversation of, I don't even want you sleeping on the couch. Right. If you're mad at me, you're going to have to get over that. Mm-hmm. Like my big ass hand is going to rest on your hip and you ain't going nowhere. Right. I get, I understand that you, you have like a cough thing going on. Yeah. So I, I have asthma. Right. And when I get into coughing fits, they become intense. So at night, that's when they mainly happen. Like if I'm sick and I start coughing, it turns into a coughing fit almost right. every time. I am not going to lay in bed and keep you awake with my coughing fits. Right. So I go and I sleep on the couch. And it bothers the shit out of me every time. I respect it. And mm-hmm. I love that you let me sleep because I barely sleep as it is. And, and when I do sleep, I'm very rarely in REM sleep. I don't dream very much. I don't right. ever get into that deep of a sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm such a light sleeper that the moment I snore, I can wake myself up right. almost every time. Um, and if I don't wake myself up, you know I'm out. Like mm-hmm. good dreams are happening or yeah. horrible ones. Either way, I'm sleeping. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But I know when you get up and go out of the room because I can hear your feet on the wooden floor and then the door shut. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm like, okay, I got to get up and go out there. But I know that you're going out there because you can't breathe and you're coughing and you're trying not to keep me awake and we're trying to be respectful of each other. But I don't like it when you're not in the room with me. Right. You know what I mean? Let's, I don't normally sleep in much once you get up with the kids when the kids are here. And like I'm getting to the point now where I don't want to get out of bed when I get up in the middle of the night because I will start my day at 2 a.m. sometimes. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit. If I go to bed at 10 and I wake up at 2 and I can't go back to sleep, I'm up. And my entire life, I've just gotten out of bed and I've started my day. I've played on the computer. I've played on my phone, watched TV, journaled, whatever. Went to the gym in some cases at mm-hmm. 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, 
But I know that if I get out of bed, you're going to come out of bed and you're going to put on your eye shades and you're going to lay on the couch with your feet across me and you're going to sleep on the couch while I'm doing what I'm doing. In the event that I got to get up, I'm going to wake you up. In the event yeah. that I come back, sit back down, I'm going to wake you up. So I've gotten to the point where I'll just lay in bed and play on my phone because I know that you'll stay in bed and sleep. And that's what happened this morning between two and four o'clock because I don't want you not in the room with me. So mm-hmm. like, that's not even a thing for me. When we get into heated discussions or arguments, I'm not letting you go to sleep until we resolve whatever's going on. You can still be frustrated with me, but I need to know that we've resolved this because in the event that we go to bed and you still are frustrated and I die of a heart attack because I'm an old man in my seventies, <laughs> somebody actually said that. To yeah. Me. Someone did actually yeah. say that. Um, twats um i like that word yeah well it's the other one was going to start with a c and i don't want to get a flag so that's exactly where my mind went yep <laughs> um <laughs> same meaning just much more polite right yeah because you know it's all about your manners yeah we're gentlemen here <laughs> uh i hate people anyways <laughs> Um, I don't want our last conversation to ever be one of hostility. Right. I don't want one of us to have to live on without the other one knowing that we were a piece of shit to each other because we couldn't control our emotions. Right. So, um, you know, we've never actually had a fight at nighttime. All of our, our three arguments have all started between oh, yeah. breakfast and lunch. Yeah. <laughs> it's By like, generous it, results. It's like we know that, <laughs> that we're going to want to sleep that night, so we pick those fights early in the morning so that we can get them over with. Right. <laughs> It's tactical fighting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was that was what AJ wanted to hear. Yeah. He wanted to know why we don't use divorce and why we don't talk about that and why that's not an option. Mm-hmm. I also want to add that with my borderline and my abandonment issues and the way that my brain works, that is one of the hardest things that I've ever had to overcome because in my brain, the moment you are unhappy with me, you're leaving. And there's nothing that I can do logically to stop that. The abandonment thing is is such a prevalent thing with people with borderline, and mm-hmm. because of my past, it's expected. Yeah, um, that's why I make it a point. Childhood past, like mm-hmm. twenty five and younger past. Obviously, as I've gotten older, I've been able to deal with things a lot differently, and and people have been around longer, and I have lifelong friends now and shit like that. But, um, and I think that comes down with me being able to handle my borderline differently. Right, but. That's that's a thing. So in the event that we get angry or you get angry at me or you're off or you're processing, which sometimes looks like the silent treatment and feels like the silent treatment, although you will still talk to me, it only happens when I'm engaging you in conversation and it's calm. But because I'm the one that has to constantly engage the conversation, I feel like it's not wanted. Mm-hmm. It's no different than when somebody has to constantly engage sex. They feel like they're not wanted. Right. <clears throat> and that's a whole other conversation that I would like to have too, mm-hmm. the um, engaging and intimacy thing. Yeah. We should probably do that today. So while you're doing that, um, I want to, can I touch on the tattoo thing? You can touch whatever you want. Hot pocket. <laughs> so <laughs> I got your name tattooed on me. Yeah. It's on my stomach. Mm-hmm. Worst tattoo I've ever gotten. Super painful. Pain wise. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. I sobbed. I was like, don't tell me you regret it. No, I don't. <laughs> um, growing up. That's something I swore I'd never do. Right. I would never get a man's name on me. It was that it was going to be my kids and that's it. Yeah. And then you came into my life and just freaking earthquake. Ripped everything up, uprooted oh, yeah. everything, set it back down in a new place and be like, you can grow over here now. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to grow healthily yeah. too. Healthily, 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 healthily. You're going to live more better. <laughs> <laughs> so... And, and it's, I got your name tattooed on me because I firmly believe like I, I never thought I'd spend the rest of my life with one person. Mm-hmm. I thought either I was going to have a string of bad relationships or I'd end up alone and miserable. 
you coming into my life the way you did and the way that things are evolving and how we're on the same path, but we're on it individually, but we're growing together. I just know like you're going to be the rest of my life. And I got your name tattooed on me. I came home that day with my fresh tattoo and you hit me with, it's really going to suck if you ever have to get that covered up. <laughs> I was trying so hard to be funny in that moment. And you were like, what the fuck did you just say to me? And yeah. I'm like, oh, that was my second F-bomb too. That one was intentional yeah. though because of the context. But that you saying that was akin to me, you telling me we're going to yeah. get divorced. Yeah, I know. You told me that made me feel like utter trash because yeah. I was just trying to be funny in the moment. Right. Because you had such a hard time with the tattoo. And, I, and in that moment, I don't think you realized mm-hmm. how impactful that was. Like how I don't think in the past you realized how impactful it was to say, oh, $300 for a divorce. Right. So me telling you that that hurt my feelings, that was me trying to be like, hey, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. And you apologize. That made me feel horrible. I don't think I even had to tell you that it bothered me. No. Because I I was doing something. I was taking a bath or I love to go do something, whatever. You text me and said, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. And then that's when I told you like, yeah, it kind of hurt me a little bit. I, but you know, there's when people try to be funny. Yeah, jokes are. I'm one of those people that jokes are always appropriate, even right. if they're dark and really like morbid or mm-hmm. wrong. As long as they're actually a good joke, right? Because I I'm, I'm not easily offended. You mm-hmm. know, um. So when I did that, I was really trying to be funny. I was trying right. to make fun of the fact that you were crying while getting tattooed and had to drink a bunch of my whiskey to finish the job. And like, yeah, it was totally about the process for you and right. having to get another tattoo on your stomach. My torso's done. I have like this much space yeah. on the front of my stomach. Yeah. And I don't know what the hell I'm going to put there because it's such an odd space that I'm mm-hmm. just going to fill it. And I don't want dots right. or stars. Like, and at this point, I don't think I want any more demons tattooed on me because I have a lot of them. You do. So um, it was like a ha-ha, your stomach's still not done. And what mm-hmm. if you have to get your stomach done again? And and after it came out, I was like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's just me showing you, like, even though you've recognized that, there were things that you wouldn't even correlate right? because you're just trying to make me feel better. So even in those moments, that's a growth opportunity. Yeah, it is. And it's super important. Like, if your partner says something and it bothers you or it hurts your feelings, voice it. Don't yeah. let that ride. Yeah, and do it in the moment. Don't, right. don't do it two or three days later when yeah. everything is going good and you've had time to dwell on it because you're going to decline mm-hmm. emotionally because you're harboring onto something that's bothering you. And you're not letting it out. It's right. like swallowing poison to harm your enemy. You can't do that. It could also be <clears throat> that in that scenario, it's wrong. If it's a few days later and like you're, you're really thinking about it and then you recognize it starts to bother you. Don't bring it up in a shitty way. Just no. say like, Hey babe, do you remember saying this the other day? And they, they could say yes, they could say no. And just say, you know, I've really thought about it and I'm starting to recognize that that really bothered me. It hurt my feelings a little bit. And it's not the way that you delivered it. I know that it wasn't your attention. I just want you to know in my mind, this is how I define what you said. And I don't like that. Right. And then it's upon your partner to either respect you and say, okay, like I understand I, that wasn't my intention. I won't do it again. Or they can be a complete asshole. Yeah. You can't control other people's actions, but you can control how you conduct yourself. Yeah. You know, old me would have deflected that entire scenario as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wasn't trying to hurt your feelings right. or trying to be that way. I was trying to crack a joke mm-hmm. and I would have felt the need to defend myself right. and, and get defensive because what I was saying and what you were hearing were two different things, even though that's actually what I said. Right. But I'm willing to to just stop. It doesn't matter how mm-hmm. or why or whatever. I'm willing to stop and be like, I, I really shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize I was go, you know, it was going to come across that way. Or right. you know, it was no different than the first time I raised my voice. I immediately stopped. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so sorry. I love you. I don't want to do that. Right. Um, 
but it's a self-recognition thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I am actively trying to be better because of all of the things that I did wrong previously. I don't want to repeat those patterns. And most people don't care to make the changes because right. it, it's so easy to go, well, they did this mm-hmm. and they did that and I did this, but they did that. Right. And that doesn't justify. The deflecting. It, it doesn't matter what they did if mm-hmm. you are not willing to accept what you did. Right. And you did something. I guarantee you did something. Let him without sin cast the first stone. Somebody mm-hmm. every day is doing something. So you don't get to be you don't get to be the, the victim. Right. Now, am I saying that everything is your fault? Absolutely not. No. People are responsible for their own actions. But you have you have choices always. There's always mm-hmm. choices. Even if that choice is simply the way you respond. Right. That is your choice. It you is. Know? Um this thing has become like a little tinker toy for me. I love that. So uh should I plug them? Why not? I've spent so much money there, You've and they did send me a, a giant of piece of silver. <laughs> um, I am a huge fan of clocks, clocks and colors. Um, their rings are super nice. That's this one. I have like six other you rings in lot. there. Yeah, I have a ring for almost every one of my fingers besides my wedding finger from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I bought my necklace from them, which they sent super fast. I got it the next day, which blows my mind because right. they never ship that fast from Canada. Mm-hmm. They sent me this giant skull with a stamp on the back of it, it for looks free. Super tiny in your hand. It does look really small in my hand. This thing's heavy though. Like it's solid right? it silver. Does have I mean, it's not it. solid obviously because it's hollow inside, but it's silver. And they sent it as a thank you because I keep buying their shit. Right. <clears throat> and because of that, that falls into what's known as the rule of reciprocation. Mm-hmm. When you give somebody something as a business, it, they are more inclined to spend money right. because they feel like you've given them something. They have to tip better or give more money. Mm-hmm. So they tend to buy more shit. And I got this and was like, man, now I have to buy something (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because it came with my necklace. And obviously I'm not going to because I've spent a lot of money with them. And and if they come out with a new ring that I like, I might buy one because Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I mean, obviously I'm not even wearing my rings. Right. um, But I do wear them based off of how I'm feeling. So Mm -hmm. in a day where I'm feeling like I want to wear my hourglass death ring, I'll wear that one. Or if I want to wear the other turquoise ring that I have that's way bigger than this one, I'll wear that one. And I've got one that's got like an octopus skull thing on it. And like, I have a lot of their rings, mm-hmm. but I never bought one of their necklaces until recently. And right. I got this big old skull. I love that. That's pretty random. That for those, pretty of, you, for those yeah. of you who are not on YouTube, <laughs> you don't get to see what I'm holding. Ha ha. How unfortunate. <laughs> uh, we're an hour and 46 minutes in. Yeah. Do you want to do the intimacy conversation? Well, I wanted to elaborate a little bit on what you just said. Okay. So you said that people can choose how they react to something. Mm-hmm. So you said that to me as a joke about my tattoo. Right. You could 100% been like, you can't take a joke. Yeah, I could have. You definitely could have. When you react that way, you are 100% invalidating your partner. Right. It's showing that you're not listening to what they're feeling. Right. right. It's super important to put yourself in their shoes. Even if they're coming at you in a, a hostile way, like, I can't believe you would have said this to me. How could you have not known that was going to bother me? Right. You can take it upon you to, de- to de-escalate that situation. You can say... I meant it as a joke. I hear that you're saying it's bothering you. I won't phrase it like that again. Right. Or I just won't make jokes like that again. They're going to go from 100 to 10. Right. And be like, oh my God, you're not going to argue with me about it? Right. You're actually listening? Uh, most of the time, it would go from 100 to 10. There right. are going to be people who have not ever experienced that mm-hmm. and who's going to continue to harp and, and freak out because right. of a trauma response and they're expecting that engagement. Mm-hmm. And in that scenario, they also have to realize that they can choose to respond right. to situations. The first time you hit me with, I hear you, I'm sorry, I was like, what the fuck did yeah. he just say to me? <laughs> are you... Yeah. 
That's you're exact, respecting me. That, I mean, that's kind of how that played out. You did stutter quite a bit afterwards, I did. and I was like, "Are you okay?" And you're like, "I don't know what to say." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" I was like, <laughs> I, "I'm sorry. Like, I, I know that I messed up or, yeah. or whatever it was at that moment." And you were like, "You said something else." I'm like, "Babe, if you want to fight, we can fight, but there's not a need." Like, I, right. I, I realize what I did or said was wrong. Like, let's. I'm almost certain this conversation happened in the car too. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Yeah, it did. I think it happened after <sighs> lunch that day. That was a crazy ride for me. Yeah. Wow. But it doesn't take much. And right. In that scenario, simply acknowledging their emotions. Mm-hmm. You don't have to agree with what's going right. on. You could be you could be right as rain. Mm-hmm. But you making yourself right in that argument is not winning shit. Right. If you hurt your partner, you hurt your partner. Mm-hmm. And if you if you stop for a minute and be like, okay, she's hurting or he's hurting. Right. And be like, all right, look, I'm sorry that I said what I said. I obviously see that you're hurting. Mm-hmm. I did not intend for that to be the case. Right. That's enough. Mm-hmm. 90% of the time, that's enough. You may still have a conversation afterwards. Right. And you may still feel like you're attacked mm-hmm. because that's going to happen. People are going to feel like they're being attacked. Mm-hmm. And it sucks when somebody you love is hurting because of something you did. Right. And when people feel bad about something like that, they may not handle it the best. Mm-hmm. But when you diffuse the situation immediately, if they choose to respect that dif- diffusion and yeah. they, they acknowledge the fact that you are acknowledging their hurt, mm-hmm. um, you then can respond in a normal, calm conversation. Thank you for acknowledging that, that it hurt me. I appreciate right. that you're not never going to do that again. At that point, in reality, the conversation doesn't need to go on. Mm-hmm. You can change the subject. You can have a normal conversation, even if you're still bothered by it, because the pain's not going to go away just because somebody apologized. Right. But the way that you conduct yourself for the rest of the afternoon or evening mm-hmm. is going to dictate the way that your evening goes. Right. So once that has been resolved, even if you're still hurting, try to make an effort. Mm-hmm. to talk about something else. Talk about the cars on the road. Talk about your favorite movie. Right. Talk about the date that you had three days ago. Talk mm-hmm. about future plans. We could talk about Iceland. We could talk about new cars that we want. Whatever. doesn't matter. Right. Talk about anything mm-hmm. because you are basically letting that person know that they, their validation of your feelings is, is heard and mm-hmm. seen. And instead of continuing to harp or nag, because everybody loves to call their their women naggers, like, I can't believe you just nag all the time. It's all you do is, I'm so tired of the nagging. Mm -hmm. They're nagging for a reason. Right. Um, As those toxic behavioral traits change, that nagging will decrease Mm -hmm. because there's no reason to have an argument once the situation's been resolved and both people have been heard. Right. Grown-up shit. Yeah. I think it's also important for the person who's hurt. If your partner is acknowledging that they've hurt you and they're willing to change their behaviors, I think it's important for you to hear them out on why they did what they did. It's going to help you better understand the way that their brain works, like with you making the joke. Mm -hmm. Even though I took that as an attack and like one day you're going to leave me, me hearing you say, I just meant that as a joke, it helps me understand your humor better. Right. So in an instance where there's an argument about something, your partner hurts you, after they've acknowledged your hurt, ask them, how did you perceive what you did? Right. What was your intentions with what you did? Because nine times out of 10, like with my trauma responses, I overreact to situations. Right. I don't do it anymore, but I did. And my overreactions were unwarranted. It was not a logical reaction on my end. Right. So hearing somebody explain the intentions behind what they were doing helped calm me down. Right. Because if I'm viewing something illogically, I need to know that. Does that make sense? Yeah. But yeah, but, and that's the difference in, in the understanding the way your partner communicates thing mm-hmm. that we talk about all the time, because in, like you needed to know, like I meant that as a joke. Right. Excuse me. Had I just said, all right, babe, sorry. Mm-hmm. It's not a genuine apology. Right. 
I was only trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I love you. I, I didn't mean it like that. Right. You but, even said, I don't want to plant the seed for right. that. That is a very different conversation. Then you mm-hmm. need to relax. I was joking. Right. The delivery, the tone, the inflection, the, the, the words chosen to articulate the moment, mm-hmm. not validating. The, that, that, that changes the entire dynamic of the way that conversation is had. We didn't fight over that. No, we didn't. It was literally a 30-second interaction, and mm-hmm. it was completely over with. We went back to our lives just as normal, as, as right as rain. Right. We didn't have any type of conflict afterwards. It was just a normal day. Mm-hmm. But you were legit bothered by it. I was. But I didn't argue and fight with you. Mm-hmm. I saw that you were bothered. I explained me so because I did feel like I needed to explain myself, but I did it in a way that was not... It wasn't uh, you defending, right. right? It was an explanation. Right. Nobody was wrong in that scenario. Sorry, I get so like mouth yeah. dry when we do this. I, I don't think anybody was wrong in that scenario. I was wrong because I made a joke after it came out of my mouth. I know that that joke was inappropriate. Yeah. Because of the context. Right. It was not wrong mm-hmm. because of the way we handled it. Right. Had you blown up on me and I blown up on you, it would have been a huge problem. Right. Had you tried to just say, I, I, I see what you're doing, but that you just made me feel like divorce is now on the table. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, it's a joke. Just calm down. Right. I'm wrong there because instead of listening to what you're saying and realizing that I hurt you, I'm mm-hmm. defending myself to try to make it seem like I'm in the right and you're wrong for what's happening. And that is so common in people's interactions. It is. That also comes down to having um, very controlling, abrasive, abusive parents where mm-hmm. you don't get to defend yourself to them because in the event that you try to explain yourself to the parents, beatings would come, right. that kind of shit. So that's a normal scenario for people. Our food's here. <clears throat> All right, we're back. Uh, yep, yeah, we're back. <laughs> so as you can see, she's got her onesie on. We are yeah. overly fed. Chick-fil-A was very yummy. <laughs> I'm stuffed. Um, I was going to just, you know, we could have really just ended the podcast there. I think that that was a really good podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am excited to edit it so that I can listen to it. But I want to hit this last thing on intimacy. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we get comments about intimacy a lot because I talk about intimacy. Right. And the comments are always the same shit. There's mm-hmm. always people saying things like, oh, I'm so full. There's people saying things like, intimacy isn't just sex. I hear that constantly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I never once said intimacy was just sex. Right. I have actually made multiple videos talking about spiritual intimacy, physical intimacy, emotional. uh, I've covered it at Mm -hmm. Gambit, like at at length. Gambit's not the right word there. I don't know where that came from, but it came out. (laughs) Um, We've heard a lot of other things on intimacy. Mm -hmm. Like. It always just dies in a relationship. Yeah. Or I'm touched out. Yeah. What else? What else do we get? Um. Why would I want to be intimate with him when he only does that during when he wants sex? Yeah. He only shows affection when he wants sex. The other ones are uh I, I see it a lot. Um men know that men don't don't know how to warm the engine up, so to speak. I see that a lot. Or a variation of that that analogy. And um Why it, put that on the internet? Why not just have a conversation with him? That's a really that blows good my mind. Question. Like what am I going to do for you, Janice? <laughs> <laughs> Calm are, down, Karen. Why are you telling me your husband doesn't know how to get you going? Right. <laughs> Tell him that. How does it get to that point? <laughs> I, you know, and I, 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 how does it get to that point? 
I, I don't complacency. Un- right. Laziness. Mm-hmm. Because it, you're doing it just because it's your duty to do it right. at that point or because you feel like it's a chore or a task, but you know you're obligated because you're you're married mm-hmm. and you can't get it from somewhere else. There's not an intimacy there. You're probably not attracted to your partner anymore, vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, you are tired. The kids are a mess. The house is a mess. Yeah. The work is a mess. Finances are a mess. You're both probably overweight. You don't take care of yourselves physically, which means your mental health is not so great. Mm-hmm. All of these things factor into all of that. Do you ever notice that when people get divorced, they get they get back in shape? Oh, yeah. They say that getting overweight is a sign of a healthy marriage. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's complacency. It's laziness. Right. It's you letting yourself go because you don't care enough anymore about much of anything. Mm-hmm. I am, um, and I'm going to catch flack for that. I don't give a shit. I said what I said. Right. I believe that. Mm-hmm. And if your life is different and that doesn't, it doesn't relate to your life, you can tell me about it in the comments. <laughs> Just let me have it because all you're going to do is build the algorithm and people are going to come to my channel to see what's going on. So right. have at it. But when you have, and we talked about this earlier, when you have that, that lack of um, when you're empty, when you've given everything you have to mm-hmm. give and you have nothing left in you and, and, and for some reason your partner is expecting intimacy and you've given everything to the day, you are not going to have anything left to give for intimacy. Right. So it's important, and I think, to try not to give 100% every day. Mm-hmm. Keep it at about 80%. That way in the event that things may pop off in the bedroom, or you need to have a really long, in-depth emotional conversation with your partner, or you want to go on a date mm-hmm. spontaneously. What happens if your partner hears this podcast and goes, I'm going to take my partner on a spontaneous date, and it's 8 o'clock at night, he has a babysitter ready to come over, the kids are in bed because he feels more comfortable with a babysitter there while the children are sleeping, mm-hmm. and he's like, all right, babe, let's go somewhere. And you're like, no, I'm too tired. I have a headache. Ooh, damn. I don't feel like going anywhere. It's been a long day. I'm just going to go to bed. I would never try again. There you go. (laughs) And that's why intimacy dies Mm -hmm. when somebody tries to spark something up and it gets shut down. Oh, you know, I was tagged in a thread on TikTok of women making fun of the fact that they hype their man up all day while they're at work, knowing that when he gets home, they're not going to give out or put out. However, that phrase is put out. What? That's how intimacy dies. Yeah, it absolutely is. When you use it as a chess piece, psychologically fucking with your man. Yeah. I know I said the F word, but that was intentional. Yeah. What does it say about us as, as a species and where we're going? You know, they say that, um, uh, what was, I don't, I'm, I'm quoting an article and I don't remember where I saw it, but it said that when it comes to dating, American women are at the very bottom of the barrel compared to the rest of the world. I can tell why. And that, you know, now we've got the, the passport bros and people mm-hmm. trying to fly to other countries and there's women on TikTok shaming these dudes who do it. And then there's women in other countries who are like, come on, let's go. Right. I'm ready for you. Come, let's go. If I was <clears> a man <throat> in today's society in America, I'd be single. No. I wouldn't even try. Forget that. Mm-mm. You know that as the, the content gets pushed across social media platforms and the narrative becomes more and more um, divisive. Mm-hmm. between the genders and and more and more shunning one another it's going to further destroy any possibility of a nuclear family oh yeah the population is already going down we're not birthing babies as, as fast as we used to and and that could be a financial thing obviously i wouldn't you know did you see that thing i sent you this morning about that mice experiment uh was it on tiktok because if so i didn't know it's on facebook this is relevant to what you were just saying so this man performed an experiment and he performed it 25 times And every single time he got the same result. Okay. So he created a utopia for mice. Like they would never run out of anything. They had places to exercise, 
good places to sleep, all that kind of stuff. And he just let them run their own society. And every single experiment ended with females being aggressive, not willing to mate with men, the boys or the male mice. And there was a new like subdivision of male mice that were called like the pretty boys that wouldn't fight for their own territory, would not fight to mate with a female, was just content with sleeping and eating. That was their days. And over time, they stopped repopulating. Every single one of them died off. Society collapsed. Like, And this happened every single time? Every single time. He did it 25 times. Wow. I think 26, including the first one they explained it. And every single time, every single month, like the generation stopped. Right. And for the first <clears throat> experiment, he had, there was one mice, like one baby mice born at the end of the experiment. And he ended up putting it down because that was the last one in the colony. Right. Because they weren't mating anymore because the females were too aggressive. The men didn't, the male mice did not want to put up with that aggression. And then there were the pretty boy mice that were just content with sleeping and eating. They didn't want to mate. They didn't want territory. And they ended up killing themselves I, off. I'm going to have to watch this now because it sounds like they're making a mice reference about humanity. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of it, it said this is exactly what's happening in society right now. That's wild. But there's photos like from, I think it was like 1950s or 1940s. There's photos of him pre- like doing this experiment. And exactly what you just said. How do you create a mouse utopia? Like, how do we know exactly what mice like? That's a really good question. Right? You know that Jordan B. Peterson said that mice in captivity are the only mice that will become addicted to cocaine. I believe that. That if, if mice are free to do their own thing, they won't, they won't mess with drugs. Okay, so I just pulled up the thing. Do you want me to read it? Uh, sure. It's not that long. So the Universe 25 experiment is one of the most terrifying experiments in the history of science, which through the behavior of colony of mice is an attempt by scientists to explain human societies. The idea of Universe 25 came from the American scientist John Calhoun, who created an ideal world in which hundreds of mice would live and reproduce. More specifically, Calhoun built the so-called Paradise of Mice, a specially designed space where rodents had abundance of food and water, as well as a large living space. In the beginning, he placed four pairs of mice in... He placed four pairs of mice that in a short time began to reproduce, resulting in their population growing rapidly. However, over 315 days, their reproduction began to decrease significantly. When the number of rodents reached 600, a hierarchy was formed between them and then... A hierarchy was formed between them and then the so-called wrenches appeared. The larger rodents began to attack the group, with the result that many males began to collapse psychologically. As a result, the females did not protect themselves and in turn became aggressive towards their young. As time went on, the females showed more and more aggressive behavior, isolation elements, and lack of reproductive mood. There was a low birth rate and, at the same time, an increase in mortality in younger rodents. Then a new class of male rodents appeared, the so-called beautiful mice. They should have called them neckbeard. (laughs) They refused to mate with the females or to fight for their space. All they cared about was food and sleep. At one point, beautiful males and isolated females made up majority of the population. According to Calhoun, the death phase consisted of two stages, the first death and second death. The former was characterized by the loss of purpose and life beyond mere existence. No desire to mate raise young, or establish a role within society. As time went on, juvenile mortality reached 100% and reproduction reached zero. Among the endangered mice, homosexuality was observed and, at the same time, cannibalism increased, despite the fact that there was plenty of food. 
Two years after the start of the experiment, the last baby of the colony was born. By 1973, he had killed the last mouse in Universe 25. Calhoun repeated the same experiment 25 more times, and each time the result was the same. Wow. Calhoun's scientific work has been used as a model for interpreting societal collapse, and his research serves as a focal point for the study of urban sociology. We are currently witnessing direct parallels in today's society. Weak, feminized men with little to no skills and no protection instincts, and overly agitated and aggressive females with no maternal instincts. I read that this morning, and it... Wow. My whole day was altered. So it, so if we are... I mean, <clears throat> I agree that we are right there. <laughs> we are, yeah. <clears throat> Could you imagine how bad that room that those mice were in would smell? 600 of them, mm -hmm. and then some of them dying and being cannibalized? Yeah. That's... That was most of my fixation on that entire thing. I couldn't get over the fact that somebody was in a room with 600 mice small like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I um, I know that like the Joe Rogan has said this and a couple other people have, have, have made the point that um, weak, weak men make hard times. Mm -hmm. and, you know, he's explained that whole thing. I'm not going to reiterate that point again, but essentially we, we have cycles. Right. And right now we are in the phase of weak men and things mm -hmm. are starting to get real hard. Yeah. We're on the verge of an economic collapse. Mm -hmm. A recession. A, a depression. We're in a recession. By definition, I know that I, I don't care what your political affiliation is. If you look up the definition of a recession, we've mm -hmm. been in one for four years, three years. Mm -hmm. um, Democrats are trying to, to redefine that term because that's what politicians do. They right. try to make the narrative fit their party. Um, but we are on the verge of a depression, mm -hmm. another Great Depression like we had uh, in the 1900s. Right. We are also on the point of economic collapse, like true economic collapse, because if we lose the, the petrol dollar, which is traded oil on the, US, on the market in the mm -hmm. U.S. dollar, if we lose that, which is a very strong possibility because of what's going on in Russia, Iran, and China, um, that's also going to destroy us. There's right. a lot of powers that are trying to take over right now because the chess game is coming to an end. Mm. And um, we don't have strong men. And we are not in a position to protect ourselves because they have destroyed us from the inside out. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I have hit on these topics a lot. And like you can, I don't care what side of the fence you fall on. If you really look at history and see where things are going, we are repeating things. Oh, yeah, we are. And things are going to get really bad. And if we, and you know, they're doing, um, they're supposed to, to raise the debt ceiling again today. Uh, today as in the 19th they're supposed to vote on it because we hit the debt ceiling today mm -hmm. and if they don't take care of that uh which they'll probably negotiate to raise the debt ceiling which means america gets to spend more money sending money to other countries that don't need their money mm -hmm. and continue to write bills that spend more and print more because that's what they've been doing for the last 10 years um well it's been longer than that it's, it's really been a, a lot longer than that but it's gotten bad over the last 10 years um as that continues at some point, we're going to have to stop spending. As right. a country, we have to stop. Printing money devalues the dollar. Mm -hmm. So we're going to like Venezuela, where a loaf of bread is a million dollars. And everyone's millionaires because nothing has value anymore. It's right. just paper. Um, I've seen videos of people in other countries where this is happening, chasing garbage trucks, hoping to get food out of the back of it. Um, and obviously, we're not quite there yet. Mm -hmm. But if things don't change with our... And I'm not saying it's it's Democrats' fault right. or Republicans' fault. It's it's the whole of mm -hmm. our government that has been doing this for a very long time and uh, us allowing it to happen. This is going to continue, and eventually, what was that for? 
We started talking about intimacy. Now we're talking about the government. That's because of that stupid <laughs> rat know, thing. I, just, I find it funny how we devolve. We really do fall apart <laughs> with that shit. And I, and I can't help myself because I have right. such a hatred for it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm a hardcore libertarian. Right. I, I just want my freedom and to be left alone. Mm-hmm. I would love to see us back on the gold standard. I want to see the dollar backed by actual gold. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to go to a digital currency. I don't want more IRS agents. I don't want them in my business. They don't need to be in marriage. They don't need to be anything. Mm-hmm. The government needs a whole lot less power and they need to represent us, not try to govern us because that's what their job is. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't understand how we've, I know, I know exactly how we've gotten to this point because they take it two inches at a time. We'll hold our line and they'll take two more inches and they'll wait a little while and then they'll take two more inches. And every time we're like, we're not letting, we're not giving up any more ground. Mm -hmm. And they'll go, no, you're right. You're right. And then they'll wait a couple of years and they'll take two more inches and then it'll rapidly take four or five inches and then they'll back off a little bit Mm -hmm. and then it'll do it again. And eventually, you know, you're looking at where you were and you're like, how the hell did we get here? Two inches at a time. Right. I don't know. Also distraction tactics. Yeah, constantly. Oh, yeah. Constantly. I, I don't even watch the news anymore. Oh, yeah. It's look over there while we're doing this shit over here. Yep. I um, I got to be honest. I, I, I get more news from what I see on TikTok and then Googling things mm-hmm. to find it because American news outlets doesn't cover shit. No, they don't. And what they do cover is exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. It's dis- it's distraction tactics. Right. Yep. I am I, I'm um we're this was supposed to be an intimacy conversation because we've just derailed. I'm gonna end the podcast with this and okay. I'm absolutely putting this up there. I love that. Um but I would like to do some more. We have plenty of time. It's only four thirty. Okay. And I'm overly full, so like I don't want to do shit other than sit here. So yeah. do you wanna call this one and maybe mm-hmm. do some Patreon content? Okay. Dope. We'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.